we got it all, man. <laughs> Quick little change. Uh, just to do the setup. There we go. What is up, Muse Me TV, everybody? We are back. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Episode 113. Let's get it. Yeah. Let's get it, man. Dude, we got Buck in the studio. Buck D, what is up? Let's motherfucking get it, bro. Yeah. Uh, I, I love your setup, man. Dude, I appreciate this is This is high fucking quality, bro. This, is, this ain't no regular... People just talking on the phone and shit. <laughs> this or, like, or yeah, the whole like. I mean, shout, shout out to Royal. I know he just started. And yeah, yeah, His yeah. whole Royals and friends. You yeah, know how he gets a, a oh yeah, a, yeah, an yeah. Interview call going. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. I mean, it's it's a great start, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that we all got to start somewhere. Oh, you don't even want it. So it's funny because I just started. Uh, it started out as a podcast. We're only on like episode seven, so the, we do them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So that first week. The setup was a self was one of our phones with a Crown Royal bottle holding it up <laughs> on like a little pedestal, and now it's like we've gotten people come in and make it like this whole big production. So this is dope, bro. Just for you, this is this is what's up. Thank you. Yeah, shit. It, it's a small little setup too because it's a really. I mean, it's under finance. I'm doing it off of the PlayStation, man. This is off of the PlayStation Live. I, I had no clue you can even do that shit off the play. That's what I was looking. I was like, damn, we finna. I thought we was going to play some Madden or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, and now that I, uh, everyone always just comes in, they're just like, damn, this this is what I'm coming to? This yeah, is yeah, awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's I'm glad you up. like it. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is awesome. Uh, Buck, I know you from the comedy scene, man. Man. I, it's so crazy what's going on now. <laughs> but, uh, dude, how, oh, man, how long have you been doing this? Like, that, It's funny when people ask me. They always think I've been doing it for a long-ass time. It'll be six years in November. Okay, six years. Six years. But it's really, to be honest, I, to be completely honest, three of them have been really doing, like, quality shit. Okay. Because... I've changed, man. A lot of people, if you met me when I first started, I was like, fuck everybody. I don't care. I hate the the comedy scene. All of that shit. That's how I was. Just because nobody would fuck with me. Because okay. a lot of people, they, were, they didn't like the route that I took to do comedy. I didn't go to the open mics. I didn't go, none of that shit. Okay. I, I went, here's a story, Russ. Uh, we were talking about Royal. Right. Do you want to know how I started doing comedy? Let's do this, man. Dude, we got all night, man. You tell I'm going to tell you how tell I started me. doing comedy, bro. Let's do uh, this. So I, Royal was already doing comedy, and I just knew him like personally through his friend Biz or whatever. And he was opening for this comedian. He's a weed comic named Ungayo Bilam right. from the Bay Area. He's been on the road like 25 years straight. So we, I love, I'm a student of comedy. I love it. I never wanted to do it because I didn't want to disrespect it. Oh, so I go, Royal's up there, and Royal Royal had been, I thought he had been doing it for a little bit. He was nervous as fuck, bro. He had his he had his notepad, oh. and I, and I was sitting. We were I was like sitting in the back. Dude had his notepad, and he goes he goes, Buck man, let me holler at you real quick. So I'm thinking <clears throat> that he had something and just asked me. He wanted to go over his jokes with me, and I said, What the fuck? Like who am I? I'm not. Who am I? I'm not Stan Latham or no shit like that, you know? You, especially you coming into the new scene, bro. Right? No, I wasn't even a comedian then. 
I wasn't even doing comedy. You just go check it out. And I stuff. just would go and check it out. People just knew me as, you know, Buck. You know, Buck always comes yeah, to just the come show. to. The, it, there's like social media shit like that. Dope. Royal gets up there and gets he does horrible, bro. He gets heckled by these two old white ladies, <laughs> um, and it got so. I'm talking about not just boo talking hella shit to him. Oh damn! And so it just rippled effect back to us. And next thing you know, we was heckling, and it was bad, bro. And my boy that I went with, he turned and looked at me, and he said, "Get your shit together. Next month you're doing a comedy show." At 30 days, that was in October. In the middle of no, like the week before Thanksgiving, that next month, I did a comedy show. And it was so weird. I never, I had never done stand up. I had hosted stuff. Uh, so I, I had rode, and it was crazy because it wasn't a comedy show. It wasn't like no other comedians would even fuck with me. Okay. It was a rap battle, and then me. Like I, in between? No, no, no. I'm, it's, it was booked as Buck D. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Cross the line or some shit like that. <laughs> it was it was I, no fucking joke. We did a there was a rap battle, and then c- me headline. comedian. You pretty much just headline. That's that it. Show. And I did it. I did my first time touching the mic. I was on that shit for an hour and twenty five minutes. What? And it was like seven hundred fifty people there. How did how did that feel though? Was it just like oh obviously you had some stuff that you worked out. You kind well, of yeah, you yeah, thought yeah. of some funny things, but it an was hour? Man, the crazy shit was everything that I wrote, I didn't even get through half of it. Really? Cause it was just shit that I saw. We filmed it. Like I had like that lets you know I had no clue about comedy. I was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna be Eddie Murphy, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna sell DVDs, I'm gonna do all <laughs> this shit. So I, I kinda did it backwards. I did uh, because a lot of people knew me, and I and I promoted, I pushed that shit. Man, we sold seven hundred and fifty fucking tickets, ten dollars a piece. Damn. No fucking lie. Packed oh. it out. Next show I did. Next time I hit the stage was the following month. Shout out to Anthony Almanzer. Um, he hooked me up on his show, and it was at the chemo. There was over a thousand people there. Um, he, you know, at the time he was on FM radio morning. So he had a lot. He had a, he had a buzz, man, big following Chingo bling cypher sounds was the headliner. And so I'm, I'm not even understanding the moment. This is my second time hitting the stage. I get out there, man. And it was a thousand people, bro. And 996 of them are from the South Valley. And so it was like, what you going to do? So that, and, and so, like I said, so that's how I started. It wasn't me going out in the scene. I was just doing my own shows. Yeah. I was doing my own. The third time I threw my own show, I was just doing, making flyers with my face on it and shit like that. So I really got into the scene. I want to say, um, shout out to Zach Abeda. Zach was the first comedian in Albuquerque where, because by then I had a, a comedy, a monthly comedy show okay. at Nexus Silver Tap Room. All right. And I had that for like two and a half years. All right. The first year was just me. You just would come... I'm walking around talking, talking shit, telling jokes for an hour. Dude. I would ask people. Nobody would fuck with me because they were like, oh, we heard about that place. Uh, the crowd is rough. I was like, yeah. I've heard about that place. Bro, I get nerves bro, thinking about bro, it. Bro, it's the fucking <laughs> Thunderdome, bro. You, hey, look, if you want to, look, I say this. As a comedian, you have to be comfortable in your own skin. You can't be nervous. And whoever, I don't give a fuck who's in the crowd. You tear their ass up. You don't have to look like them. They don't have to dress like you. None of that shit. I say laughter is universal. So when I started doing that, I understood. I was like, oh, I get it. They're afraid 
because quote unquote, but the urban crowd and like shout out to Jamar Hall. Jamar came and he was like, man, I had all these black people jokes and I walk in. And there's only like seven black people. I said, because it's Albuquerque, there's only 13 of us. You can't <laughs> fill up a room no fucking way. What, yeah, this mentality. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. Right? And I was like, that's your problem. I said, I told him I was like, when I go anywhere, anywhere that I go, I never change up who I am because they want to see who you are. They don't want to see you be a caricature of them. So. Zach, shout out to Zach, bro. I, I saw him on here. Uh, Zach was the first comedian to come fuck with me, man. I put, I was like, man, who wants to come? Zach came. It was so fucked up over there. I didn't have any mics. I didn't have no sound. It was just you talking, walking around the whole fucking room, just projecting your voice, doing your you shit. Dang, yep. that's dope. Yep. And then you knew that people were intrigued because they were just listening, bro. Yeah, to either get in there, yeah, either either you said some funny shit and people paid attention, or you got booed. Damn. Real shit. There was no in between. Nope. No sympathy claps. None of that shit, bro. It makes me think too. They actually came for that enjoyment, where they're mm-hmm. just like, "I came to laugh, or I right. came to give you shit." Right. Right. That's <laughs> what it was. And and so, I always would tell them. So you know, I hosted, and then it was crazy because I would play music, I would host, but I was really just hosting for myself. It's weird as fuck. I was doing that. I was doing all of that, and um, I tell them. If it's me or anybody, act like you paid $100 to come see somebody make you laugh, bro. Fuck all that other shit. And so it snowballed, bro. I seen people come through there, kill it, kill it, but never t- never do comedy again. Never. They're like, man, I can't fuck with that, bro. Because you can, anybody can do comedy the first time. Okay. It's easy to catch that lightning in the bottle, but to be consistent is hard. That shit's hard, bro. Yeah, because I'm barely stuck. Like I said, I barely got six months into it, and then this whole Corona thing started, and I'm just like, "What the fuck?" Oh, like, you was just catching your legs, barely. bro. Barely. I I had my last good night was at that Founders, you know? Yeah, that, that yeah, ba- yeah. That bar oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I had one. I had the last good night. I had got good reactions. Yeah. Everything hit so well. Then all of a sudden, this Corona thing hit, and yeah. I was just like. Oh, because it feels like now it's all over again. Like it's starting back from the beginning. Yeah, but you know what? I think I look at it as a blessing. Shout out to Founders, though. Glad you named them because, like I said, in almost six years, I never did an open mic, bro. Founders was my first open mic. That's it. And this was this was was this this year? Yeah, I think it was. It was I think this it year. Was one that I saw yeah. you at yep. recently. Yep. And they were like, you don't do, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just feel if I, okay, I'll put it this way. If we had a comedy club here, if this was a bigger city, I would do it. More open mic spot. Right. But I feel like here you have a comedy crowd. The core comedy crowd goes to open mics. So if you go to open mic and work your shit out, everywhere you go, they're going to be like, I already heard this. This is, you know what I'm saying? So I do that shit internally and then I'll just bring it out to everybody. But Shout out to Lloyd. Shout out to Lloyd Lee. He was like, Buck, you got to do some open mics, bro. It doesn't even matter. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Dude. I'm going to take, take your advice. Yeah. And, and I, I did. Actually, I did two this year. Nice. But I still don't feel comfortable it's doing weird. them. Yeah, it's weird because I don't. learning about how you got into it and how you did it is crazy mm-hmm. because I've learned from the other comics and stuff. You know, you got to grind at the open mics. You got to try See? every week. And you got to... <sighs> And I get it. I understand that hustle as well. I but, do get it. Mm-hmm. Like going there every week, trying to your material, doing what you can. But then 
you are dealt with that same kind of crowd persona. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, oh, well, this is turning more into like a favoritism kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. like, I guess I'm not the cool one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys even you guys even walk out when I'm doing a set and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's so weird yeah, how that yeah. works. Well, see, here's the thing, bro. There's, here's, I don't, I don't even call it working backwards. I feel like this. If this is what you want to do, I don't, I don't, okay, everybody wants to say respect the grind and the, the hustle to get to the top. Fuck that. If you can get there taking a fucking another route, do turn. it. Do, do it. it. So I, this, is, this is the problem that I have with the, with the comedy game out here. And it's been showing since this COVID shit. Okay, we can't hit the mic, so what the fuck are you doing? How are you keeping people interested in you when you are able to hit the mic again? See what I'm saying? You have internet, you have podcasts, you have all this stuff that you can do going live on the on social media. Every every platform bruh, has something now. Bruh, I'm not seeing it. And I'm like, now I get it. Everybody, there's some people that hides that hide behind that open mic shit. Because there's a difference between being a stand-up and then a stand-up comedian and just being funny. You can't do I can't get up here and do stand up right here. I can't do it. But you got if you can be engaging and keep keep people, you know, interested, then they'll say, "Well, damn, if he's like this here, I want to go see what the fuck he can do on the mic for 5 to 10 minutes." Okay. But a lot of people don't do it, bro. And it's it, just having that persona of being funny. Bro, I that that's how I've ha- already had the following before I even did stand up cuz I'm social media. I get on Facebook, I do all that shit like you got to get people interested, especially here, bro. People, I see people with stand-up com- comedian in their fucking bio, and you're like, well, I'm waiting. I've been watching your shit for two years. <laughs> I've never seen you press send on anything funny, so why would I go see you live and spend money? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. So I feel like a lot of people are missing that void, that big part. They could already be building their following. So if you do go anywhere, they're like, I got to go see that dude. Yeah, because I've seen him online. Exactly. I need to see it. I need to see it. And that's crazy, too, how you uh, said it in the beginning where you're just like, you go out there, give it 100% every time. Right. I'm pretty sure you're thinking about that aspect now going to open mics and stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, I go to open mics. I'm cocky as fuck, bro. And I'm not even trying to. And people will be like, "Uh, um. (laughs) <laughs> Who the fuck was that? Holly Ann Bird was like, oh, you're coming. Oh, Buck's doing the open mic. I say, yeah, I'll I bless y'all a little bit, you know, a little something. But I feel like this is the only art form that it's only you, bro. Nobody, when you're on stage, nobody's paying attention to nothing else. It's just you. You don't have a fucking drum behind you. You don't have a guitarist. You don't have nothing behind you to take it off of you. Yeah. It's all on you. So you got to be confident. Fuck all that shit. Yeah, bro. you're talking about all my crutches, man. Bro, I see, <laughs> see what I'm saying? That, no, it's the real shit. Like, you are just there. It's you and the microphone and your voice and your mannerisms. Yeah, and that's it. all how well you can pers- do it. That's, yep. that's so crazy to think about, too. Yep. Because going into comedy now, it's just like... like uh, it's so crazy to ask you too. Like, right. what what were some mistakes or some things you think you did wrong when you first started? Uh, I just shitted on everybody. I came in. I was like, okay, you're gonna be uh, roast master. No, no, I'm. I do that regardless. Before I, <laughs> this is me. This is not. I'm not putting on a persona. I grew up cracking jokes, roasting all of this shit. You know what I'm saying? So the hardest thing for me was writing. Okay. Cause I was like, I I feel like I know funny, but it's to it's one thing to see it and to write it. Cause you can write some shit down. I know I can and be like, man, that shit's corny as fuck. 
But then when I perform it and act it, it's like, oh, okay, it's different. When you bring it to life instead of just the words on the paper. But I'm going to tell you, my biggest mistake was I just, I didn't understand the brotherhood of stand-up comedians. And when I say brotherhood, I mean the women too. I just was like, you're not funny, you're not funny, you suck. I've seen you do the same act for 12 years. I, that's me. That's how I was. And people people were like, real like, oh, this guy thinks he's this. And I said, when you see me not funny, tell me. And nobody could tell me shit. I was like, fuck y'all, man. I feel like this is, it's competition too. Because, you know, you you can see somebody performing and you're like, if you went before him, you're like, fuck, man, nobody's going to remember my shit. Yeah. Or if he went before you and you're like, I got to follow that shit up. Like, that's how it is, bro. That's how it is. So you have to. I don't care. You don't. It, it can say. You could say no. I'm not. If you're not competitive, you can't. You can't do stand up. You okay. can't. I'm sorry. It's bro. like a. It's like a sport. It, it's yes. Like something you really yes. got to try to win. Yes. You want to be. You can be on the fucking bill with five, six people. You want to be the one that people talk about. Real shit. The most. The most. Yeah. And they and they're telling your jokes back. They may fuck it up, but they still remember the gist of your shit. So. What's up? Food Stamp Entertainment says what is up. Hey, hey, the, y'all, man, okay. can I give y'all my social right now? Yeah, to get, do it, drop a, drop bruh, it, drop it, drop These right motherfuckers, now. I know somebody that's getting like $400 extra food stamps, bro. What <laughs> the fuck is this shit? Oh, we got the comment section over here. We oh, yeah, what's up, man? Irvin, I don't know if you're still here, but what's up? You said, yo, yo, Buck D. What up, man? What's up? This is dope Rob as fuck, NFL's man. NFL's coronavirus, Saturn, worldly death virus. Damn, boy, you put all the, the coronavirus, Satan's worldly death virus. Oh, shit. He's just letting us all know what's going on. Man, I'm going to tell you something right now, man. Black folks don't fuck with the devil like that, man. <laughs> we going to have to delete that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one's going to go to the other pile. And Food Stand, thank you for joining. Yeah, real shit. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, we just, we're just here hanging out. we got yeah. four people in the comments right now just chilling with us. Mm-hmm. Fucking... But, dude, yeah, comedy is an interesting game, though, now, because I love, uh, I follow your Instagram, too. Uh-huh. And you did post that one thing from the Wayne's brother where he was just really talking about. Yes, that's my mantra, bro. Like, literally. When I saw I don't that, fuck. when I saw that, I was like, that's me. That's me, bro. Like, man, I'm going to get grimy. I'm going to get grimy on this motherfucker. Dude, all right. So uh, I say names, man. Kevin Kennedy. All right. I don't know if you know this motherfucker. I do. I go to his open mics all the time. Fuck Kevin Kennedy. <laughs> he can kiss my black ass after I spread my booty meat. That's what the fuck he can do. There's only two people, and I'm not. A, I'm not. I don't. I try not to get violent. I try not to. But if there's two people that I see, I'm gonna knock them the fuck out. And Kevin Kennedy's one of them. Wow. I'm, I'm not even bullshitting. See, you. I'm so new to the. I'm scene. not bullshitting. That's but see, crazy. and see, but I'm gonna tell you this. This is my personal. I'll never tell you. Nah, I don't fuck with him. That's something I won't do. Yeah. It's my personal shit. So the thing, the thing with Kevin, though, man, here, here's the thing. Um, he brought this comedian out here that she was on Def Comedy Jam, and she was a Jewish comedian that I've seen before. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go see her. And I, was, I wasn't even doing comedy a year. But everybody who knew me was, they, you know, I had a little buzz or whatever. So I walked in, there was a guy on the stage bombing, bro. The crowd was like, oh my God, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah. I walk in, I, I didn't even go, I went through the back and everybody was like, man, this dude sucks. Everybody's telling me that. And they're like, are you on? I was like, nah, bro, I'm just here. To see who. I want to see the headliner. 
I sit down at the bar. The headliner's sitting as close as you are to me. Okay. So she's seeing everybody come up to me and like, bro, you got to go save this show, man. This show sucks. Dude. And the fucked up part about it is the dude on stage was her husband. The opener was her husband. So she's listening to all this shit. I'm with my boy. She goes, first thing out of her fucking mouth was, these fucking black guys back there. And he, and she said something about my boy's mom. Now, mind you, his mom had passed away. Oh, uh, okay. So he's angry. He ready to fight. I was like, nah, I got it. Don't even trip. So I start roasting her, bro. She was on stage three, four minutes. She threw the mic down and took off because everybody was laughing at her. I was standing in the back of the room roasting the shit out of her. Stole the show. Bro, she threw the mic down and ran off. And uh, everybody was like, Buck, just go up there. And it was Kevin Kennedy's show. Kevin Kennedy's scared as fuck, bro. He's sitting up there, eyes all big. So I just grabbed the mic from him, did 30 minutes. Had nothing written down, nothing. I was riffing. I was talking about Kevin. I was talking about the bitch that just left. The dude, just, I was just going. Yeah, just feeling that the was moment. It. Yeah, and so I gave him the mic, and I left. So fast forward, maybe a year later, a friend of mine was like, oh, there's this guy that he's doing comedy, throwing comedy shows. I'm going to tell him about you so you can do something over there. It was Kevin. She inboxes him. He goes, yeah, I've heard of that guy. He needs to write better jokes. Uh, he has a domestic violence joke, and that's just not great in this, in this era. And she sent it to me. So what I do, there's all, look, this is a part of the buzz shit. Okay. I screenshot the shit, and I posted it on Facebook. And Calling I, them out. And I tagged them. And I said, I said, now, and then what I did worse, I took it a step further. I went and got his clips from YouTube. I said, point me in the direction of one funny clip that you have. Damn. Everybody clown, duh, 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 duh. And so right then and there, I was like, I'll never fuck with this dude ever. Because he didn't, he didn't know me, man. And for me, because anybody that sees him. And sees my stand-up. It's night and fucking day. They're now, okay, you could laugh at things that aren't the same. But if you're not getting laughs, I'm sorry. Like, how long are you going to do this shit? He, there's literally a video of him with a guitar meowing like a cat for five minutes. And it's supposed to be a fucking joke. Meow, 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 meow. That's, that's the joke. Yeah. And so that, fuck, that pissed me off. So I'm like, no, you're not going to talk about me. So going back to the, to the Wayans, Marlon Wayans. When he was, he was like, you have a domestic violence joke. Fuck that. I don't give a fuck. If, it's, if I can get it off and it's funny, I'm going to say it. That's the point of comedy. I, hey, bruh, look here, man. I, it's so much shit that I talk about. I talk, I have a, I, my last show was in Phoenix. I, did, I had a Thursday and Friday show the weekend before the shutdown. And I had wrote some fresh shit about my, I got two daughters. I got a two-year-old and a 16-year-old. Dope. And I was talking about how my 16-year-old got her first dick pic sent to her. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Arab. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I was talking, about, and I was like, man, and but the dick was big as fuck. And I was like, I was like, shit, I'm going to keep this. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. And I saved it to my, so the gist is I save it, and I send it to bitches, and I'm getting bitches off a 16-year-old's dick. Yeah. And then I, I parlay it into my two-year-old always wants to play games on my phone. So she's <laughs> swiping through my shit, sees the dick. Goes back to her mom, and she doesn't ask to play games no more. She asks to see Dick on the phone. <laughs> that's the joke. Yeah. So that's the type of shit I'm into. I don't, like, you have to push the envelope. Like, people, when you think about it, you be like, man, that's fucked up, but it's funny. 
So I'll never, I will never regulate or restrict myself. That makes sense. To talk though. about any fucking thing. That makes but sense. But that keeps you on your toes because you can't be safe, bro. If you be, if you're safe, I think it goes like this: the only time you get safe is after you're already paid, bro. Because you gotta protect your your cash cow. Okay. Like Kevin Hart, safe as fuck. If you look at old Kevin Hart, you'd be like, damn. Raunchy, people people dirty, say it. People everything. say he was raw. He was funny then. They always say that. Oh, he's not funny anymore. Same shit with Richard Pryor. Once he started making movies, they're like, he's not funny. Fucking Eddie Murphy. He started making movies. People's like, he's not funny no more. So I understand that, but I ain't rich. Fuck y'all. I'm gonna talk my I'm gonna talk my shit. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're not tied down by some corporation no, or some big publishing, no, uh-uh, something in the back uh-uh. is keeping you down. Exactly. I'll never do that. So I don't I don't understand that shit. That's dope that you saw that though. I love that mentality though, because I wanna go into that I wanna go into comedy with that ass. You gotta be fearless, bro. But Okay, Uh-oh. this is Uh-oh. this is a thing that makes uh, some things upset though. Is like this. See, I see. I I'm going to be just like you and just call, call out names. Dog. Yeah, do it. Let's do it. But at, at Founders, mm-hmm. the host Holly and Holly. Roy, yeah, Royal, yeah, yeah. they were both getting a little upset at someone else's comedy for rape jokes. Okay, so look here, look here, look look the fuck here, and and see that look makes the him, they here. they literally stopped you him. You can't Nah, see, and he's he's a bitch for letting them. There's uh, see, this is the part that, that trips me out about shit like this. I know if I said a rape joke, they wouldn't have came up there and got that mic because they know I would have been like, that would have been a whole nother bit for me. So I feel like if you have jokes and they're working, as long as the crowd fucking laughs at them. You know what I'm saying? Even, sad to say, how many, how many racist jokes have you heard? You've heard racist jokes, right? Yeah. And there's, I have a racist there's joke. There's racist jokes that work. That's on you to make it work. I'm not going to be the laugh police and say, oh, man, that's fucked up. And da, 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 da. Well, hey, I, I feel like comedians that do that, nah, bro. You, you're, not the, you're not the police. You're not the police. Like, okay, so it's okay for you to talk about how you got half a fucking titty because you got breast cancer? Just because I don't have a titty, I'm supposed to laugh at that shit? That makes sense. Right? So I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody's going to be sensitive to something. My thing is this. If, you're, if you have sensitivity in any area, don't bring your ass to a comedy show. Because there's yeah. no telling what's going to be said. That's so true. I got a lot of shit. I got people, you know, I, you know, I, have my, I was adopted. Fucking I was sexually. Uh, I was, shit, I was fucking sexually assaulted as a kid. Like, I can, I can use all that shit, but if somebody on the outside don't know me, you can't tell me what the fuck to yeah, talk about. Yeah, they think you you don't have the right to talk yeah. about that. And yeah. that's so yeah. ridiculous, yeah. too, because I get what you're saying, too. Yeah. Like, I come from the ghetto, man. I, I used to live on the war zone. Oh, shit, yeah. Back, all that mm-hmm. shit, dude. And you, nope. lived, you lived on the streets that had those general names and San, shit, huh? San Pablo <laughs> look, and the, Copper, you, you bro. Had, you, had, you had, look, in Albuquerque, the, the two, if a bitch tells me her address <laughs> has a general's name or a state name nah you want nah we ain't gonna you have to come you gotta go to my my shit (laughs) general who on texas street fuck no you got me fucked up that's when you know that general took over that land at that time Like General Smith took General, over Texas wait, at this time. General Smith in, in Wyoming. Nah, fuck no, bitch. You you got a double negative. Fuck no. You can just tell me to come to the cops episode. You got me fucked up. That's Hell no, man. Mm-mm. No, man. I, I I don't play that shit. Like I think if more comedians out here, I'm just talking about in this area, 
could stand on their own because a lot of them they'll try to latch on to other people's shit or it's like oh if you got me you got to bring this guy or yeah. I'm not doing this shit without this nah bro it's this is an island sport bro if you can't do it by yourself you should be able to go anywhere any if you left right now and went to another city or state you should be able to make them laugh you don't need anybody else they don't know you you know what I'm saying yeah. so that's how I look at it. That's the same mentality I had when I first did an open mic here. Like, mm-hmm. I literally, it was at the Boise Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It was at that place. I went to an open mic there. First night, I didn't even check it out. I didn't do yeah. anything. I just signed up, went for it. I mean, God, and I freaking bombed the shit out of myself. Mm-hmm. But I still went up there fearless. And yeah, now I knew, you have to be, I knew that feeling. And now it's just like. Even if it is, even if I'm the first one to go, even if I'm the last one, mm-hmm. there's nobody there. It's all that mentality of going up there and just trying to trying out your shit, just yeah. making it funny for whoever yeah. else is out there. See, and I don't even look at I, I don't even look at it as trying my shit out. I look at it as my shit's gonna make y'all laugh. It's Real us. shit. I, that's how I don't. And I, you get people that scared of the crowd. They're like, how can you? You know, how do you do that in front of? I'm like, I don't like me. I say nigga. I'm not going to go somewhere and, and feel like I can't say that. You're going to laugh. You can't say it, but you're going to laugh, but I'm going to point it out. Hey. You're going to laugh at that shit. You're going to be like, damn, that's funny as fuck. You can't be something that you're not because the crowd will sniff that shit out. They'll sniff it out in a fucking heartbeat, bro. And then that's where the silence comes. Or if you fuck with my shit, they're going to boo your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Real shit. Man, Real yeah. shit. Dude, I've heard some stories of your place, man. It's crazy. Give me a story you heard, man. Well, I, like, and I'll cooperate. If it... <laughs> okay, uh, I remember they told me Troy. Troy's been up there before, has he? Yeah. Troy's Troy. been up there. He's, he's done, you know, not too bad, right? But So, okay, here's, here's the thing with Troy. Troy heard stories, too. So Troy came. He brought it. I'm not. Troy's never had a. Troy's been there three, four times. Killed it every single time. Dope. Killed okay. it. But I'll tell you what. There's a difference between Troy at Nexus than a, than Troy at his shit. Uh, tractor brew. Tractor. It's a difference. See, oh, it's I a diff. To- he don't bring that same. He he can He has a dope ass Wu Tang fucking joke. Kills it. Kills it with that shit. But then he's him. It's like he doesn't. He he was he thrives off being the most offensive comedian. That's yeah. what he says. Yeah. But when I've never seen offensive there, like he'll he'll have a joke. He has a joke where um, the the punchline is nigger, but he doesn't say it. He gets to that point, but the crowd knows he's gonna say it. It's funny as fuck. It's funny, but it's the way that he does it. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. You can do it that way. But when I went to his shit, it's like, bro, why are you? You change it. Like, I don't understand that. I can't be... Even the same joke? Like, I've never heard him tell that there because there don't uh, be no black people there. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, so I get it. See what I'm saying? So That's a lot of work, too, just to have nah, so much... Uh, 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 really? For real, I couldn't do it, bro. Uh. I can, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm the same. Motherfuckers will tell you. I, I Shit, I did a show. What's, what's that? At Honeywell, wherever the fuck that is. Honey Bear Cafe up there in the mountains. Okay. Only brother there. I'm the headliner, and so everybody's like, "What are you, what are you gonna do?" And I'm gonna do me. What the fuck you mean? Like, shit. I I use that as an advantage. I was like, shit. I'm the only brother up here. Like, you know, you could use that shit. You could. Everybody sees that. Yeah. yeah. You can just you, work use the it. obvious, bro, and and work with it. I'm, I'm never changing. That's a that's a good mentality to have though, because mm-hmm. like you said, when you go up there, you got to be yourself. You got to. See what you do is this, man. Especially on a crowd that don't look like you. 
they want to know who you are. So you got to bring them into your world. Okay. You're not in their world. You you open the window and be like, this is the shit that I fucking deal with. And they fucking crack up laughing. To me, it's easier to do a crowd that doesn't look like me. Okay. Because they're already laughing. They laugh at little subtle shit. The scenarios. Everything. Just the way you talk. They're not used to that shit. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So now when you come to a crowd that I'm used to, this is them. The fuck you got? What we doing? What we doing? What, what's up? Just, Make me laugh. Yeah, waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Real shit. Matt, I love it. What's up, man? Just says, hey, what is up? Uh, Hot Wheels in the comments says Kevin Hart was never funny. See? And it's because you got to understand, he probably... How long ago have you been watching Kevin Hart? Well, yeah. I'm talking about Kevin Hart before Soul Plane, all that. I'm talking about tour, not touring. I'm talking about straight stand-up comedy Kevin Hart. Open mic Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart when he first hit Def Comedy Jam, Kevin Hart. That shit was funny. I can't, like, I can't be one of those people because I had to catch myself with Kevin. I was like, man, this motherfucker ain't funny. He ain't da da da. But I understood what he was doing. He was building like an enterprise. When you're, when you got, when you answer to people and you want a partnership and all this shit, you gotta be playing. You gotta. There's a couple things you can and you can't, can't do. Exactly. So, yeah. well, I, you see it. I mean, Jumanji. He owns so much. This motherfucker it. has a shoe, man. <laughs> What comedian has a shoe? The fuck does oh. it tell jokes when you run or something? Right. Like, yeah, he, like when you're in it, when you're in it like that, you you can't be the raw, to the point type dude no more. Your shit, your shit's changing. Now he's a mogul. That's, I don't even call him a comedian. He's a mogul. Yeah, the motherfucker doing everything. So see, and then I love that aspect where you see like the different spectrum. Then you see someone like Dave Chappelle, now, the goat. Dude. The fucking greatest. Now, people get mad when I say that. He's but the fucking greatest of all good. time. He's the greatest, good. He's good. The and greatest, Because he does what he wants. Never changes. Never has. Mm-hmm. And with the popularity and stuff that he has, he it just keeps him on a momentum that doesn't stop him. That motherfucker, man. He's one of the... I don't know. I've seen Dave Chappelle in, um, perform three times. And he's and in never... Like yeah, there. there. Oh, and, I, and he's never done the same shit. He will he will literally come in there with a beer and a cigarette and ask, "What do you guys want me to talk about?" And that'll be a fucking forty five minute fucking set. Damn, people just yelling out shit and he riffing, killing it. I like I love Dave. I say Dave's the goat because you got to look at his longevity from his fucking like killing him softly all the way to the shit that he's doing on Netflix yeah. and everything in between. He took a fucking break. This motherfucker left, came yeah. back, and still was... Like, you was just saying how... This is, what, three months in the Rona shit? Yeah. Think about taking two, three years off. <laughs> and then you coming back, bam. Fire. Killing it. Like... he, Dude. Bruh. And I love how he does it, too, just out of nowhere. Just like, well, yeah, might as well just do this venue. Let me just uh, get it. Yeah. Just do here. Yeah. Just do here. Oh, I flew over this one city. Let me just stop. Yeah, right let here. me just walk in there. Hey, what y'all doing? You mind if I get on? Like, that's dope. Damn. Okay. And that's what kind of makes me sad about where we live that we don't have that established spot for bro, those people to want to come bro, do that it's here. So fucked up, ain't it? There's so many goats that do movies here, bro. They, they act that they are be here. here. They be here on like Tuesdays, bro. Tuesdays, motherfuckers. Man, you know how many people I be on Twitter, motherfuckers be like, hey, Buck. Like I, I got some guys that that or they do like they build sets, okay. And so they're like, man, but what is it to do on like Monday? I'm like, nothing. What the fuck? Why are you asking me? Because such and such wants to know. Because they like, you, we know you do comedy. Where can they go to see some good comedy? I'm not gonna point them to no fucking open mic. 
I'm not going to point them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not. Because I don't even go. So why would... And it's, it's, it's a fucked up situation, bro. It, it makes it... It makes it seem like our what we're doing here, like we have to build that shit. So, do you think it's a, is it the lack of us not having that established spot? Yeah, we have to because you got to understand we're in a great position. We're in between Phoenix, and we're close to Denver and Dallas. There's always an in between city that they'll hit just to test shit out. Yeah, and with us, with the growing uh, right spot, with everything, with, like, with all the fucking films and shit, like. All it would take is an establishment to be open. I give it a year, and let these motherfuckers that do these movies and shit just stop in. They don't even have to do shit; just see and be like, "Man, they got something going here." It's it's grassroots, right? That's the fucked up part, bro. You hear about it too? All these famous people that have real estate here in New Mexico. Where do they go? Where do they go? Man, it'd be motherfuckers. I saw. I don't know who. If you know this, her name is Issa Rae. Issa Rae, fucking The Rock, and goddamn uh, Roy Wood, and I'm like, when, when the fuck was these month? Where was they at? Like yeah. Comic Con? Did they stop yeah. at a Comic Con? Like, where's <laughs> well, this going? Well, well, they do all these films, bro. And then you have the Netflix shit popping off, right? They be here. They just don't know where to fucking go, bro. And we don't have a place for them. Shit, we don't have a place for us. If we had a comedy club, think about how dope. Like, we would basically live in that bitch, bro. Real shit. Like, we would be there all the fucking time. That's true. Like, there's a lot of us that don't even know each other. You can just go down there and be like, oh, shit, you do comedy? Da, da, da. Yeah. And that's how you build the shit up, bro. Make it a pit stop between these big-ass cities. Because, I've yeah, I've met a few people that have gone uh, out of state from here. Like, I've had uh, Maverick McWilliams. Yep, yep, I've yep. had him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get Reese Munoz as well. He's mm-hmm. somebody from Phoenix as well. And right. that's just because they're just passing through. Yeah, just yeah. Just a, a little pass through. Just like, hey, you want to come on the podcast? Yeah. I got a yeah. podcast. Right. And it's I love it, too, because they're so into it because it's publicity for them, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. I might as well. Like, you want to keep it. Like, that's what I'm saying. You got to keep fresh bro you got to keep your voice you got to keep your ideas your mind your wits i don't understand it's people that i have not seen do shit and they're comedians and been doing this shit for a while i'm like damn bro you're not doing a tiktok or nothing like i know, you know right? what I'm saying? <laughs> like, there's damn. a lot of avenues to do this yeah. a lot of stuff like i not only do i have my youtube channel but i also stream a lot of games on twitch yeah yeah so i'm also gaming doing, on there yeah just random bullshit just bro. like so I, you can pull from all that shit bro. exactly you can pull from all that shit and use it and like you say if you're funny you'll find the funny in <sighs> there every little thing you, you get know what? shot in the head you're just like ranting about it for five <laughs> minutes dude. yeah and you're like fuck i that's the whole bit right there. Exactly. Yeah. I love that shit. So, it, you know what it is, bro? A lot of this shit, man, you could, you get exposed, bro. You get, okay, think about it. Think about it. Motherfucker get used to hitting that stage five to ten minutes. A lot of people, if someone's good in front of you, you're still riding their wave. See what I'm saying? That A lot of that happens. So, it's a lot of people that... They don't want to do this shit, bro. They don't want to do anything else because it exposed them. Okay. You're exposed. And plus, you got to have fresh shit, bro. You got to have fresh material. You can't. A lot of people can't tell stories. They can't just be relatable. None of that shit. So they feel safe. That's why a lot of people have been doing the same shit forever. Won't come to Nexus. Won't come to, even though I don't have, I don't have Nexus anymore. Now I, I'm, I moved it to a place downtown called Hush. Hopefully that shit opens back up, but. They don't want to do that, bro. They don't want to come in. No, they're afraid. Face that. They're afraid. They're afraid. They're like, 
They don't know if it'll work. I've heard so many people just... I've seen people that's been doing this shit way longer than me perform. And I'm like, why do you got a fucking sticky note on your wrist? Right. What are you shaking for? What is, what's the problem? Like, I don't get it, man. Maybe I don't get yeah, it. it's just like an inner, like, it's just something inside you of you. You gotta them, want right? it, man. You gotta do it. It's more than this saying, I'm a stand up comic. That's true. I still don't like saying the shit because I found out motherfuckers will ask you, like, when I, so I did a, a comedy fest in Fairbanks, Alaska, bro. Real shit. I did a three day comedy fest. On the Air Force Base. Damn. And people will be like, oh, you know, they ask the basic questions and they say, okay, so what? And then when you meet comedy comedians that are on the road, they'll say, what's your home? What's your home uh, club? Uh, shit. You know, I do it out of this brewery in Albuquerque. And they look at you like, what the yeah, fuck are you right? mean? Like, you hear all these other people like, oh, I do it at the Funny Bone or yeah, oh, I got the yeah. Laugh Factory. Yeah, you know? world famous comedy store, shit like that. And so... Cause then they'll be they'll see you and see that you're funny and they want to fuck with you. But when you don't have a home club, they don't want to fuck with you. Um. That's what it is, bro. And, and if you don't have, and that's what we lack here. Like nobody understands a fucking brewery. You're like what? People just go there to drink and talk. Right. They're not gonna pay attention, which actually works in our favor because when you do go to a comedy club, I think our scene does make us better for when we do hit comedy clubs. Because you know how many places I've been, you've probably seen this too, where nobody's fucking paying attention. There's a full-blown comedy show. No, nope. You got people with the back turned. You go to a comedy club, everybody's already in tune and ready to laugh. Yeah. So here, you got to grab the attention, pull them in, then make them fucking laugh and shit. So. But over there, you already have the attention. So. Oh, yeah. Over there, you just get up there. You can... You could just, you could get on the mic. I've seen guys do this. Get on the mic and just take a pause and look. And people start laughing. Because it's a comedy club. That's the atmosphere. I think Troy has a joke like that, too. Mm -hmm. Where he's just like, I need more pauses in my mm -hmm. comedy. And then he just stops for like a good five yeah. seconds. Yeah. Clean quietness. Yeah. And it's just like. See, out here, you it, it feel, it'll feel awkward in some places. Comedy club, they'll eat that shit up nice. just because it's the timing and all that shit. Yeah. And that's crazy to learn about, too. I still don't really... Oh, man. Timing, nah, man. Don't oh. get into that. Ah, fuck no. No. Just, nah. Just man. go up there and be funny. Bro, bro, who the fuck was I on the show with? And this... So, I did... Last last uh, November, I was in El Paso's Funniest com Comedian Competition. Okay. So, it was, uh, it was probably like 18 comics 16 were from el paso and it was at their comedy club the improv or whatever the fuck it's called i can't even remember so the other comedian is jamar hall oh shit. so jamar jamar's there and he's been there and all i've never been i've never had never done comedy down there and he was like buck are you nervous i was like i'm finna win this shit <laughs> and he was like bro nah, you're not gonna come down to, to another city and win their shit so Fucking, I, we go in there and we pull numbers and I got fucked, man. I pulled number three out of 18. I was like, shit, man. Damn. So I did my little shit, end up winning third place. But one of the dudes in the middle, okay, so it was one guy. The second guy was funny and then I went. So then probably like it was five comedians. It was a big ass lull. So the sixth one gets up there. He's like, y'all better not let this motherfucker from Albuquerque Come and win this shit. He don't even fucking live here. And yeah. everybody started laughing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're going and crazy. And so, and it's just like, when you do this shit, bro, you got to be, you got to be on, man. You have to be. And, and to go back to what I was saying, Jamar tells me, 
yeah, man, when I go up there and I'm thinking about I have to get uh, a laugh every five seconds or uh, 10. I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, they have a math to what? it, dude. They Fuck that shit, They have a math man. to comedy. Kiss my motherfucking ass, bro. I wish I would get up there. <laughs> Do you know how much? Okay, you know when you perform. You got so much shit in your head. Yeah. You don't want. The only thing you don't want is dead air. And you want to make sure. Only thing I survey is if you're laughing. That's it. I don't give a fuck when it comes, how it comes. If you're laughing at me, if I'm doing a movement, I make a. This motherfucker. I said what? And he was like, Yeah, I, I time myself, and I'm not. And I no. What he does is he'll record himself, and then he times when he gets the laughs. And I was like, Jamar, I seen your shit, bro. Your clock be broke sometimes, bro. <laughs> 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 It's not working or something. I was like, uh, do you, I'm like, I, <laughs> shout out to Jamar. Jamar's gotten booed at Nexus twice, bro, and oh. big time booed. I'm yeah. like, big time. Really? I, the fucked up part was one of the last times we did it, I, I had it filmed, and so it's on YouTube. Oh, man. Yeah, and he's like, fuck, man. I was like, bro, that's the funniest shit ever. But I'm like, what? I'm not finna worry about no calculations of a laughter and. Nah, man, fuck that shit. That's, that's too crazy. That's, too, that's not what to me. Fuck no. That's too. That's that's, that's too, too technical. Much. That's bro. not. It's not natural. That's not. I'm not up there thinking about laughs per second. What kind of fucking bullshit is that, man? What is it? Somebody four laughs per bro, minute. <laughs> motherfucker put that shit in a petri dish and fucking created that shit. That's bullshit, that, man. That makes sense though, because like. Whose formula really can work it's that It's a way. feeling, bro. It's a feeling. There's no formula to making people laugh. Yeah. It's a feeling. You have that feeling, and you're like, I can do it, and just do the shit. No fucking way. No. I wish somebody would give me a fucking formula. Uh, so we got some more input from the comments. What's up, man? Jason says, uh, yep, not a Kevin Hart fan. Boo. Um, you know, to each his own, everybody. Hey, hey, hey I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm a fan of his success. Matt, he says, uh, what's your favorite actor? Do you have a favorite actor? Actor? Yeah, he just he went with that question. Fuck, man. Uh, I'm going with Keanu Reeves. He's always been my favorite actor. Keanu? Uh, I mean, damn, we, we, that's hard, bro. We, um, we look alike, so. Shit. I'm gonna I'm tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all a secret about black people. So we have a black favorite actor, and we have a white one. <laughs> oh shit! Everybody, okay. So when you ask a black person this shit, they'll they'll say, "So you want my is what the white one or the black one?" Uh, so Matt looks white. So, so you want the white, the white one? one. Uh, shit, bro, that's a hard one. Oh, he put me on the spot. What's bro. your favorite actor? That's uh, so random. That too. was uh you know who you know who's my who's my dude, bro? Leonardo. Oh. Leonardo's the oh. F- one of the goats, bro. That still hasn't won anything. Man, that motherfucker's so <laughs> dope, man. I'm talking about all of his movies, bro. It's either him or Tom Hanks, but I give it to Leonardo. All right. I gave it to Leonardo too. Oh, and, out of those two, yeah. I would go with Leonardo. And more. and just to tell you, every black person's favorite actor is Denzel. You don't even have to ask us yeah. that shit. <laughs> that- <laughs> Straight up. Just, <laughs> Top 10 is just straight up always Denzel. Mm-hmm. What's up? Uh, Madden Price was talking about Colorado has opened some comedy clubs every Friday in Springs. In- Bro, I've heard Colorado Springs, I want to hit that motherfucker, man. I've heard nothing but good shit about really? Colorado Springs. Just because I believe, isn't Colorado Springs a, a, a um, college town and a military town? I think it's Air Force and I want to say um, there's a college there. Is it? Is it? Um, I don't know. I don't want to mis- misname the college, but I know it's a military town, 
Anytime you yeah, hit a military, well, it is military because it's a uh, home of Cheyenne Mountain. Yep, yeah, that's yep. military. That's military. Fuck. Anytime you hit a military town, you kill it with comedy, bro. Really, you kill it. Well, I was in the military, so I'm gonna tell you. I know that you kill it there, bro. You kill it. I was a Marine, man. Nice, yeah, I was man. in the Marine Corps. I'm not a crazy one. That's though. what's up, man. I did four years of service as well. What'd you do? Bro? Yeah, ROTC. This. <laughs> <laughs> Four uh, years, bro. Four years. Man, I thought you were gonna say I did four years in the Salvation Army. <laughs> I, I was a I was General Smith on Texas Street. <laughs> I was the one that took over that woman's house. No, that, oh, yeah, that's a joke that I have. That's one of those. See, I've only done comedy so much where I know like I have a few that are good hitters. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but see, on. but I'm gonna tell you, you go to a military town, you kill it with that shit. That bro. shit would kill. Not, not you kill it, and, and um, uh, offensive jokes. You made me think about something, bro. I had a so I I don't. This isn't even a joke. This isn't even a joke. I just say I say. When I meet somebody who's dumb, I say that they're they're slower than Eskimo snot. And so when I found <laughs> out, when I found out I was going to be going to Fairbanks, Alaska, uh-huh. in my head I was like, I gotta get this off some way, man. I gotta get it off. So the first night was on like a Friday. The first night of the comedy, uh, it's uh, what was it called? Air Force Base was called Elitch. And so. I'm sitting there and I was like, nah, I don't think I can get it off tonight because I did good. The second night, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to let it fly, bro. And when I said it, they fucking went crazy. And I was like, damn, like I'm sitting and this goes back to suppressing shit. Like if I would have overthought it, I never would have said that shit just because I was like, I don't want to be offensive. This is a new area for yeah, me. I but you. if you get it off right, you can say pretty much any fucking thing, bro. That's, yeah. Oh, man, that's so crazy to think about, too. I'm 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 straight up in Eskimo country, bro. And motherfuckers was like, okay. Laughing. Here's a question then. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a, there's a little difference between you and Royal. Okay, there's a lot of difference. Okay, like so. Let's be real. So okay, when you think of a black guy, you think of me. No, when I first introduced to black people, mm-hmm. it was nerdy. Well, a bunch of nerdy anime kids. Well, 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 okay. We, put it, we watching Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh I've never watched together. that shit in my fucking life, bro. Not, but, 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 okay, I mean, like, from TV and shit. Okay. See what I'm saying? That's what I mean. Yeah. So, and, you, and I'm glad, but I don't want to, I don't want to sound bad. I'm glad that you get to see that all black people aren't the fucking same. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Okay. I know nerds. I know people that aren't thug. I'm not a thug. None of that shit. Like, at my real job, I work for the state of New Mexico. I've worked for the state of New Mexico for nine years. A lot of people don't, a lot of people don't even know I have a job. But go, go back, before I say this, go back to what you were saying about Royal and me. Okay, so <laughs> I feel like there's a difference between you and Royal. What's up? Bet- between what, what you guys think is funny and not funny as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I have a joke where I have a play on words where I pretend that I say the N-word. Yeah. And Royal says he likes that joke. He loves that joke. Mm-hmm. That he's like, you need to say it more and try it out more. Mm-hmm. But when there are black people in the audience you get scared huh no i do it you do it but i don't get the reaction like royal like i get with royal <laughs> and that's what makes it so worse uh, because i'm getting this reassurance yeah. from a black person yeah. 
Oh, okay. I get it. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know if you've been keeping up with current events, but you got Candace Owens and fucking, uh, and I'm not saying this is royal, but you got levels of black people, all right? So my thing would be is if you're going to... If you're gonna use that joke, don't don't use the, it on uh, a black person who's nerdy. You got to use it on people who got an edge to them, and they'd be like, "Nah, bro, that shit ain't gonna fly." Or you'd be like, "But you, that, that's a good concept, but flip it this way." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we we love that shit. We, black people love it, but it's the way you say it. You got to be confident. I'll give you a perfect fucking example: Bill Burr. Dude, Bill Burr is one. not there. Okay, I can't think of the other white comedian who, when he talks, you're like, okay, he's catering to the black people. Bill Burr is just funny. And he, and what people don't know is his wife is black, but he never has said that in none of his stand up, none of his specials. He doesn't do interviews and he's like, okay, my, my wife is black. No, Bill Burr is just funny. And that's the genuine shit. You know what I'm saying? That goes across the board. Bill Burr's in my top five. He's up there. He's in my top five just because he's himself. And he, it's the confidence. Um, the thing about Royal, and I, and he'll tell you, I'll tell you this shit. Royal is another one who wants to be comfortable with the crowd. Like, I feel like. On their side. Uh, yeah. You like, got to you gotta ruffle some feathers, man. Okay. That shit is funny. Like, if I see. Man, he'll tell you. I have done. I did his shit at Zulo's. And there was this old guy. And you could tell he basically paid for this bitch to come with him. And I, and I was like, y'all see this shit. This motherfucker. I was like, are you okay? Just blink your eyes twice if you need us to. Totally. So you don't want to have to suck his dick for $200 a night or some shit. So everybody's laughing because it's obvious. But some comics won't go that route. And I'm not saying you have to, but there's levels to it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just, I, Royal's gotten so much better since when I first would see him. He's dope. It's just the confidence. I, I like, know the shit that you wrote is going to kill it. Yeah. If once you feel that and you really believe that shit, it conveys in the way you say it. The bro. way you say it. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a good mentality to have, too. You have to find it funny. Right. You can't just be up there just like, ah, oh, this might be funny. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, or, 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 or this is the shit I hate. Here's the shit that I hate, man. The old bag of when you know you're not doing good and you were like, you'll say your line and you were like, yeah, man, and I'm drinking this Nextly Pure Life. Ah, yeah, that's crazy, man. That shit right there? Fuck no. No, that don't fly. No. And I, I hear shit like that all the time, and it's like you're already getting – the crowd is already against you okay. right there. Some crowd. Well, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, there's two different types of crowd. I say an urban crowd likes to be a part of the entertainment, and a crowd that's not urban wants to be entertained. Okay. See what I'm saying? Like, that's why you can get away with riffing and going off of cuff, and you see it. And they're like, motherfucker, look at this motherfucker. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Going off like that. So – I am pissed that yeah. you're dressed better than me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, you're playing with that. Yes, yes. To another yes. extent where you're kind of putting on a show for Bro, them. You're, you show your chops when you do that. There's no way that you're going to see me. I might do the same set, but if you watch them, you'll know, they'll be different. Only because I'm going to use shit that I see, shit that I hear, okay. shit like that. And it's always a different crowd. It's always, yep, you got to do that, man. Always. But Royal, though, Royal, if... Uh, that's my boy. I, I've shout out we, to Royal. We, we had beef. 
We had me and Royal had beef, and I didn't even know it. Oh, one day he saw me downtown, and uh, he was like, and I and, and he was man enough to tell me he was like, man, he's like, but I had to get out of my own way to fuck with you because he took what I said to heart. And I would tell him, you're not fucking funny, bro. I would tell him straight the fuck. Don't ask me in my opinion if you don't want it. He'll tell you. I'm like, man, you suck, bro. And so it was a method to the madness. Either you're going to get better or you quit. <laughs> Real shit. Damn. Because if you see, if, if I tell you you suck, right, the next time I, you see me at something you're on, what are you going to do? I'm going to try to impress the fuck Exactly. Out of you. Exactly. But if you're intimidated, you're, you're already taking yourself out. That's why I love, okay, because, again, I'm still new to the scene, but I'm so kind of been in there so long that I noticed when Loy came into the game. Mm-hmm. He was new to our scene. Loy's a fucking vet, bro. But he's been doing this forever. And every that, in Boston, L.A., every fucking. And way. he's always telling me shit like that. It's like, who told you you're funny? Because you're not yeah, funny yet. You're not you know? funny. All kinds of funny shit. Yeah. I'm just like, that makes sense. You know, you're really working it and telling them you need to get funny. Bro, you're weeding out because a lot of people do this shit for popularity and just to say it. So when you've been, because I got I, shit. I got told, man, let me tell you the realest shit I ever got told. And and I didn't I thought it was so profound and I thought he brought he made it up himself until I found on YouTube another comedian that told another comedian this shit. I did a show where I headlined for Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey was the second host of Def Comedy Jam after Martin Lawrence. Oh, dope. And he he was at the he was at the Amer- African American Performance Arts Center. And so I got hooked up with his with his people and uh, we had to send in footage, and so they tell me you're we, you're the one that we want to open for him. Man, it was like five or six comics bombed, bro. It was bad, damn. And it was so embarrassing for the city. From to me, it was embarrassing as fuck, bro. Yeah. And so I go out there, I do my thing, bro. And I noticed he was what he would do is he would stand right here, um, off to the side of the stage. And he and so I watched him when people would come off and he'd be so disappointed. And I ain't going to say no names, but Mm -hmm. Jamar Hall uh, (laughs) asked him, how did I do? Did I do? And he just walked the fuck off. Just was that. He was like, no, it wasn't Jamar. My bad. It wasn't Jamar. Ian. Ian. Tyler. Ian. uh, Why the fuck I can't think of Ian's name? But Ian. Yeah, he just actually did a show, too. Ian, man. Oh, boy. Boy. He came off the stage and Ian asked Joe. He's like, how did I do? And he looked at him. He was like, the fuck you asked me that shit for? You did horrible. He said that. Ian left. Ian didn't even watch the rest of the show. Really? And so, mind you, Ian went before me. So I'm like, oh, God damn. Went out there, did my thing. He pulled me to the side, and this is what he told me. He said, how long you been doing this? And I told him, I was like, man, it's five years this month. And he goes, he goes, either, um, he said, either you fucking do more, do more, or quit. And I was like, what? He's like, five years, you're a five-year-old in the game. That's what he told me. Damn. He said, you're a five. He said, I've been doing this shit 30 years. So you're still a, you're still a, he said, you're still an infant. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up. And I'm thinking, man, Joe Torrey done gave me some real game. And, man, I'm looking on YouTube, and I, motherfuckers done said this shit to every comedian they ever fucking met. Yeah. But still, that's some shit, just like you said with Lloyd, that's some shit you got to hear, bro. Motherfucker tell you you're not funny. And, it'll, like I said, this is a one-man game. You'll think about it. Am I funny? Is this motherfucker right? So 
Either you believe it or you get better. Yeah, that, that I love the mentality of getting better mm-hmm. because, like, I, I know you really don't know a lot about me, but I've been playing guitar for like ten years now, mm-hmm. and it takes practice. It takes getting Shit, you better than me. Shit. It takes getting better. <laughs> it takes that practice yeah, yeah. of doing it, and mm-hmm. that's how I feel every time I go on stage. I'm just like. Fuck, it's just not, was it really for me at that second? Mm-hmm. But I'm just, next time it's going to be a workout. I'm just working on what I need to get done. So I'm the opposite of you. When I started, I thought I was dope shit. Yeah, but. I was like, this shit is fucking hilarious. And then when I look back on it, I'm like, man, that shit was trash. But like, you know what I'm saying? It's the mentality. You got to have that mentality of, I'm going to kill it or this is my shit. You kind of do. It's just, mm-hmm. once you go up there with that confidence, mm-hmm. it, you, it, it just it's a it's all just you don't even feel like it's five minutes. Mm-mm, like mm-mm. I freak out when I'm dying. Five minutes is taking forever. It's going forever. When was the last time you died, bro? When's the last time you was up there and you was like, fuck? It was probably uh a lot of times it's always at the Ron Sauce at that open well, mic. Okay, well first the fuck all. Well you're you're there telling jokes to other comedians. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So yeah. you're they're already judging you. And secondly, that's like a little swank place where people don't really, they're not really going to laugh. It's like a place to be seen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've been to a couple of those, uh, not to perform, but just watch. That's not a, to me, that's not a comedy room, bro. And I love that mentality that you have too, where you're just like in front of a hundred, like a lot of people right mm -hmm. away is the feeling that gives you, you know, when you're doing good, you know, when it's coming at you and when it's just like. But it spoils you, too, though, oh. because then when you come back down to earth, you're like, well, what the fuck? But it, it makes you it, as long as you have the mentality, it can be 100 or it can be one. You make them fucking laugh. Dope. Yeah, that's what it is. Real shit. I don't know, man. I don't it, like I said, I've, I've been there and um, to the raw. It's just. I don't know. It's for me. My brain is like we're all in this together. You know what I'm saying? Like, for you six months, we're equal. That's why I look at it. Nobody's fucking made it. You're Nobody's this, that, and the other. So I feel like I'm not finna waste my jokes on other comedians. I'm gonna tell it to people who just wanna laugh. They're not gonna critique it. They're not gonna be like, when you get done, hey, uh, so I heard that. Uh, I think this will be better if you put this in there. The fuck? Get out of my face that with that tag. shit. Draw yeah, that tag yeah, in there. Yeah, like. No, you do that. Let me do my thing, and then we'll see if it works on real people. Interesting. That's that's how I look at it. That's a dope mentality, too, because like there's so many different aspects of how people do comedy, mm-hmm. and I love just yeah. hearing your side of it. Yeah, because people, because a lot of, t- I didn't tell people this shit. They automatically thought, Buck's cocky. He doesn't come to the, he's not a part of the fraternity. He doesn't go yeah. to open mics, or he'll go to an open mic and won't perform. And it's like, no, I just love comedy. I just want to watch it sometimes. I don't want to do it. Um, but if, if you ask me, I've been to shows where comedians bombed, and I was watching, and the motherfucker, J- Jamar Hall, asked me, he's like, bro, this, we're, we're about to lose the crowd. Can you give me something? <laughs> and I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, fuck, man. No, I just want to be here because he'll text me. And, I, and then even if I don't even say nothing, he'll get up there. Oh, we have uh, a special performance uh he just came here to watch but we're gonna have him do something i'm like fuck so you always got to be on that's that's you always got to be on especially when you have that like persona Mm -hmm. like you walk in the room they're like they know they're just like exactly but see you got to build that though because if you ask people non-comics who 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 see me and be like 
is he a good? They'll tell you that motherfucker's funny. That's all I want. I don't give a fuck what the comedians think, right? Because they're gonna because it's it's competition. You know what I'm saying? So, so in a, in in a comedian standpoint, it's a competition to entertain the guest. Yeah, and who does it better? Right. You're gonna get friends, and you're gonna get enemies in this shit. All right. Because a lot of people are gonna like. Okay, I'll tell you. I tell anybody, and people get mad. Who's your top three comedians? And besides yourself in Albuquerque, I say Loy, I say Josh Fournier, and I say fucking Zach. Them the three. And everybody's like, well, I've done shit with you. But you asked me, so I'm telling you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I've never seen them bomb, ever. And it's fresh, and it's different crowd. They don't give a fuck. Josh Fournier will get in front of any fucking body and make them laugh. That's dope. I met Loy doing um, Zach Abeda's. Over there at Canteen. Canteen. And so I... Bro, and then, you know what? I had to talk to Lloyd because I felt like I disrespected him because I was the headliner. I'm like, why am I headlining? And this dude, fucking fire, bro. He's fucking done comedy in Boston. He lived in in Boston. Lived in L.A. Really doing his shit, bro. Like opened up for some big names. Bro, and so... I was like, I didn't say it to Zach. I said it to Lloyd. I was like, bro, I don't know why. He was like, shit, I see why. And so that was like, this guy don't know me. This is first night fucking he ever met me. And then he was like, he he wanted, you know, we, we've been cool ever since. Yeah. So that's the shit I value. I don't, like, it, it'd be a lot of people that'll try to discourage you, bro. Do your shit. Fuck that's that. true. That's very true. Because right when shit. I met Lloyd, too, he was so <laughs> cool. He's like, hey, you do a podcast? Let, give me mm-hmm. a podcast. Mm-hmm. Not only that, he wanted to be a recurring guest every Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we did it. We were doing it. But right. then the corona hit. The man. corona hit you. And I'm just like, God damn it. But <laughs> we ramping back up. Everything's starting to move again. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. It's just like a grind and a hustle if you really want to get into the things you're into. I'm going to tell you, this is the shit, bro. Don't give a fuck what nobody thinks or what they say. If you keep it like that, you're going to do your shit, bro. I think a lot of people who are comedians here care too much. They, they care. Like, only thing you should care about is your craft. Fuck that other shit. That's true. And, it'll, and, then, and then that's when people will gravitate to you. That's when people will be like, all right, let me fuck with this dude or fuck with her or whatever. So. Dope. Uh, let's look, check out the comments a little bit. We'll go into here. Uh, Duty four hundred Louisiana says, "I love Mike Ebbs. That Mike Ebbs. Mike Ebbs. That yeah. dude's funny. I got a story about Mike Ebbs, man. Dope. Let me tell you this story. Tell so, us it. Tell us it. So Mike Ebbs comes here and he does. Shout he, out to Mike. Mike Ruby. Epps is is he was. He, I felt like him. I was like, fuck, man, Mike Epps. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be good. He's. He, it was his headliner. It was him and Earthquake and all these. You know." Like urban comics. So I meet Mike Epps in the back. And so I don't know what happened. Me and Mike Epps got into a roast session. <laughs> Just started going. We started going. So he was on one side of the room and I was on the other. And somebody goes and tells him, man, that dude right there, he can roast. And he looked at me. He's like, who, that 50 Tyson looking motherfucker? And he was talking about me. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I know the fuck you ain't talking. <laughs> and so I, I was just talking. We just were going back and forth. I get the best. I say, I don't even remember what I said because I was drinking. That's back when I used to drink when I used to perform. Now I don't do that shit. And he got so fucking mad. He goes, joke's over. The show's over. Show's over. We don't do the show backstage. 
And I was like, what the fuck? And like his fucking bodyguards put the arm in my chest uh, and all this shit. Like, yeah. And I was Too like, much confrontation. But going see, on. that was my first taste of how competitive it is because people have reputations, bro. When you're known for being funny, if you are not the funniest motherfucker in the room. Oh, man. Mm, so you got to think about it. People had came. So they had, they were doing backstage, you know, the little meet and greet shit. Yeah. So it was a bunch of ladies back there taking pictures and shit. And we're roasting. And that's how dudes are. You're good when you're with the dudes. But if, if the ladies start laughing at you, it's a whole different. So I, that was my first time when I realized. Okay, this is competition shit, bro. You have to. Mike Mike Epps is fucking hilarious, though, bro. That <laughs> motherfucker. But it's crazy because when you see him off stage, he's like quiet and reserved and real serious and shit. So, it, I've met two. The other person who did me like that was AJ Johnson. AJ AJ Johnson. You okay? Friday. You know who Ezel is from Friday? The little crackhead. Fucking. Oh God, I'm trying to think. The what one that's like, like oh, Smokey, I'm taking this shit. Smokey, I'm back here taking this shit. Smokey, you back there taking this shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, another story. So, <laughs> I did. A, I did. So, I was. Um, I did another like a comedy special downtown at um, Posh. Okay. So I got hooked up with some people who were like, "Hey, we could have AJ Johnson come down and host it, and he can bring a comic." Fuck yeah, that's Dope. let's do it. Yeah. Promote it. AJ comes and he hosts, he kills it. He's funny and a motherfucker. But he his comedian was fucking horrible, bro. And he didn't know the worst thing you can do is go over your time. You know that shit. Yeah. Dude goes over his time. The crowd was like, what the fuck? Everybody's like, Buck, when do you go on? Who is this dude? Duh, duh, duh. So then I go on. So um AJ gets pissed because that's his boy. Yeah. So when I get, I can, I'm doing my thing. AJ then was sitting behind me and I hear somebody like doing the low beatbox shit. <laughs> Every time I would do that, I hear laughter and I hear one motherfucker back here basically talking shit. Okay. And I looked and it was AJ, but I still respected him. I was like, I'm not, you, if that's a regular person, I'm going the fuck in. But I wasn't, I was still like, I don't know if I should do that. So I get done. Everybody's clapping. He gets the mic. The first thing he says is like, y'all like that bullshit? Oh, my God. <laughs> and everybody's like. Fighting words. Everybody was like, huh? <laughs> huh? And uh, I, it was people in the crowd recording him. Like, every time. I was like, uh. yeah. He was like a kid. And so when he says, y'all like that bullshit? I was, he dapped me up, gave me a hug, and I walked off and gave him the mic. He goes, y'all like that bullshit? And something in me was like, fuck. I said, man, fuck no. And I get back up there. And it's on YouTube. We roast. We go in. I was talking about how he has the same clothes on since Friday <laughs> and all this shit on. And and so the thing was, he did the opposite of Mike Epps. He said, you know what? He said, I respect you, bro. Because he said, I've done that to so many comedians who was afraid to even take that bait. And he was like, that let me know you was like fearless. And the crazy thing was, two months later... There was a I did a comedy show at the Sheridan. They were doing some kind of thing for the fraternities. Yeah. And AJ Johnson was the headliner and I was like one of the openers. So we're back in the back and he and I, and, I, and he walks in. He goes, "Oh, you that motherfucker who roasted me." <laughs> and and see, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's why I say you got to be fearless, bro, because a lot of times it's a test. 
Okay. A lot of times they're trying to see if this is really what you should be doing or want to do. And it kind of proves who is the person in comedy that's more respectable. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you saw the other guy, and he's like, damn, imagine if you would have acted like this, how AJ is. Like, right. He, he calls you out and just like, damn, you're the only one. That he said, you're up. the only one. But he took it He took it personal. Yeah. Because I knew it when he said, shows, we don't do, we don't fucking tell jokes, but... I said, bro, we was just talking shit for 10 minutes. What are you talking yeah, about? Now, like, like yeah. now you want to end this? Yeah. So it, that's what it is, man. Mike Epps is funny, but that motherfucker, he don't play that shit. That's what's up. Uh, hi, one. What is up? He's in the comments as well. He said, uh, do you got uh, that new guy from Mike and Molly? I don't know what that comment means. Uh, Duty 400 as well said Cat Williams is funny, too. He said he likes him. Cat is the truth, bro. Uh, That's the truth. High one is just like I don't know his name, but he do clap in push-ups. I think he's talking. <laughs> I don't know who he's talking about. Thank you guys for joining in the comment section as well. I oh. got a I got a question for you and people in the comment section. You guys hear that? I got a question. Section? If you're watching, and for you as well. Okay. What's the okay? Well, how do you feel about? I don't even say urban stand up, black stand up. So. A lot of people think black stand-up is just cussing and yelling and fuck you, motherfucker, and all this shit. How do you do? First of all, do you watch it? And when you watch it, what do you take from it? And when I say that, because even Dave Chappelle, uh, there's in the black community, there's a lot of comedians that are what we call on the Chitlin circuit will say, "Oh, Dave Chappelle's never been black funny okay. because he has an intellect about him." Okay. And I ask this because I try to do both. I try to, I'll, like, I have a joke where I reference Roy G. Biv. And depending on the crowd, half of them won't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. And the other other half is cracking the fuck up. See what I'm saying? Roy G. Biv. Yeah. And, and it's about my daughter. When she moved here, she had friends, and none of them were black, but I call them the Roy G. Biv crew because okay. they were every other color. <laughs> and so. See how you got that? Yeah. There's some people that'll look at me and be like, and then when I see that, I use it. I'm like, Google that shit later. You'll laugh when you get home. So I try to do both because I think you need that to have versatility. But what do you feel like when I say black comedy, I'm like Def Comedy Jam or, or like people like Cat Williams, Mike Epps. When you watch that, what is your take back of that? Like, is that like, do you feel like, damn, that's like, something I can't do or or whatever. Like, how do you feel? I honestly don't feel... I feel in the aspect of it's funny because of the way that they've worded it and said the joke. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't find it offensive or... And any mistasteful as well, too, because mm-hmm. people say right away, uh, I don't like uh, swearing in comedy or yeah, there's certain yeah. things about that. Yeah. And in black comedy, they yeah. do say that yeah. a lot. And mm-hmm. you know what's great about that? Those are one of those words and that is just... It's made for funny. Yes, it's exactly. made for funny. Yes. So yes. when I listen to black comedy, I well, unfortunately, I'm kind of a, a I haven't listened to a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Like, see, what is urban comedy though? Too like, would you consider Paul Rodriguez and stuff like that urban Fuck comedy? No. That's straight Fuck up. No. That's a whole different category no. of that. When I say urban comedy, I'm talking about if it, when you you when you get on YouTube and you put in black comedy, that's when right. you're gonna bring up people like. Uh, you, um, you're going to bring up people like Earthquake or fucking um, Tony Roberts. Um, you're going to pull up uh, Cedric. Uh, C- Cedric the Entertainer, uh, Bernie Mac, shit like yeah. that. Uh, um, Faison Love, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of Atheon Crockett, people okay. like that. Um, that's what pulls up. Um, but the problem is, I think the thing with black comedy that, that I don't like, either people watch it because they're saying, oh, I want to identify with black people, and they really don't get it, or it's just for us. And I, don't, I just don't think... Laughter is universal. Yeah, bro. that's true. Laughter, you could take that shit anywhere. And so and so I and it's not even the comedians, it's the industry, bro. The industry will steer you to make you think to that. make you be like, you can't do that room, but if you do this one, see what I'm saying? Yeah. So See, and, yeah, already there they even here mm-hmm. they've given that mentality. That, Don't go to Nexus because yeah. Nexus is bucks yeah. and that's they raw over there. If and you, I'm like, if you what? don't have, if you're not funny and you don't appeal to the crowd, you're just gonna get eaten up. And it's just mm-hmm. like, well, you that mentality right away is discouraging to a lot of people. But, but see, but and 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 it should be. You should look. It's always a healthy fear, yeah. man. It's like, am I gonna kill it or I'm gonna kill it? Um, and it's my fault. I had, I had. You gotta understand. I had a year to get that crowd to where I told them, I'm like, y'all have been used to seeing me. Don't let nobody come in here and cheat y'all out of no laughs. And I tell them, if it, if I don't make you laugh, boo me, all that shit. So when people would come in, they thought since they'd never been there. Why is he saying that? What they don't know is I've said that every month. Oh, okay. I, that's their, what they're conditioned to do. That's so, kind of like the standard. That's what it is. Yeah. And so Zach came there first time, killed it, bro. So Zach spread it to spread the word. Josh came. Other people came. And a lot of people thrived. A lot of motherfuckers, they did no good. No good. So I just I always wonder what how people view black comedy. Just because I know it's like a niche. Some people like all I watch is black comedy. I don't think white people are funny or I don't think these people are funny. And I'm like, well, because you already conditioned yourself to think this to one think way. That. Yeah. And I look I love dudes like Godfrey, that motherfucker. I don't know if you follow Bobby Godfrey. Lee. Oh, fuck yeah. Bobby fuck Lee. Yes. See what I'm saying? Shit like that. He can kill no matter Bruh, where he goes. Hannibal Burris. Dude. When oh, I saw dude. Hannibal here at the fucking, uh, where was he at? Was he at stage or one of the casinos? No, he, no, fuck no. He did the, uh, why can't I think of that? On Central, down, down by, um, what we were talking about Launch the speakeasy by, down by the speakeasy no 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 at the at the end down there what the fuck can uh, i think sunshine of? theater no it's on the other side the i feel so fucking dumb <laughs> and it's like huge it's a big ass fucking place and it, and it's historical and i feel bad i don't the fucking L-Ray. know the l ray yes <laughs> yes he packed that bitch out Dope. and man hannibal bruh and he's just himself you know what i'm saying and those are the type of dudes I, I I love man. They just have that subtle confidence. So we got some input from the comment section. High one says, "I think I learned from black culture." Mm-hmm. Uh, Maiden says, "Cedric the Entertainer, mm-hmm. funny as hell, bro, man. That motherfucker is hilarious, bro." Uh, Duty four hundred says, "I love black comedy. Chris Rock, uh, Chris Rock, good. He's not black comedy." The, exactly. I'm glad he said that. I'm glad you said that I love because they know the because, distinction too. Because Chris Rock is black, but he's not black comedy. When you hit a Chris Rock show, you'll hit. You're gonna hit politics. You're gonna hit racism. You're gonna hit um, like fatherhood. Yeah. You're gonna hit shit that 
usually you wouldn't hear from a black comedian. Middle class. And that motherfucker gets it off. The, like the funniest, the funniest fucking Chris Rock joke is when he said, yeah, he said, I love black people, but I hate some niggas. Huh? When you say that, bro, when you say that, you know who laughs the most? Not just black people. I mean, not just white people. Black people, because that's the shit we say. Yeah. And and people outside that don't know the culture will be like, what the fuck are y'all laughing at? Like, why is that so funny to you? Because that's the shit we say. Yeah, we love black people, but just the same way you clutching your purse, I'm clutching my shit, too, because I know <laughs> that motherfucker was still. So the way he makes it so smart and funny and... No, Chris Rock isn't... Fuck no. He's never been, like, a black comic. He can go anywhere. Dope. He can go anywhere. Freaking, um, who else? We got uh, Ulrich Firelord. He says, black comedy has some cultural inside jokes I don't get. And see, that's what I'm talking about. But I respect it and enjoy it. Th- see, that's why I say I don't want to fall into that niche because, like I said, it should be a window into us to include you, to let you know we're the same. Yeah. So if I make a joke about food stamps, right? A lot of people think of that as a black thing. But if you, me working for the state of New Mexico, I can tell you. It's a poverty that thing. That is a poverty thing. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you're poor, everybody, everybody can yeah. get it. And so, if you're even older, you know about the actual food stamp dollar. The book. The damn. Where you used to motherfucking. <laughs> Let me just tear off my tear section. It off, tear it off. And then your mom will give you that. And then she'll say, bring me my fucking change back. Because I know I don't get change. No, see. And see, I, I'm glad he said that because, all right, so the black comedy, I'm going to tell you some, the, the, uh, the greatest black comedian right now is a dude named Corey Holcomb. No, it's uh, Mark Norman. <laughs> <laughs> you know who Mark Norman yeah. is? That, Kevin Hart, baby. <laughs> That's funny as fuck right there, bro. Um, no, but Let me tell saying. you something. Corey Holcomb is so fucking... Okay, you know how you have offensive comedians? Yeah. What? And he's a black offensive comedian. Yeah. So he gets on women about abortions and all shit like that that really touches the root of a lot of shit in the black community that we don't like other people to know about. So when he says, you know, black comedy has references about shit... That's true. We and, and I don't like that. When, okay, and it, even though that's what I was that's what I grew up on and my favorite comedians were in that genre, once I got into it, I was like, you can't just be that, bro. You have to let people in the seed so they can feel included. That's the big thing with an audience. If they feel like they're included in your shit and they can relate, you got them. Yeah. Now, if you're sitting there and you're doing black comedy and nobody like him, you're going to laugh at the way it sounds, but you really won't understand the shit. Yeah, with crowd reaction exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah, real shit. That's, that was a dope comment right there. Thank you, Ulrich Firelord. That's what's up. Uh, high one just says Michael Blackson. Michael Blackson, Bunch man. of ex- exclamation points. Michael Blackson, man. So he found a dope-ass niche. So Michael Blackson is from, I don't know if you remember, was it next Friday? Friday? It was the second Friday. Next Friday. And he had a little, he came in there. He was an African dude. And his thing is always speaking African mother sucker, shit like oh, that. Oh, I know. That, yeah, is. you black mother sucker, shit like that. Guy, right? Yeah, him. Yeah. So um, 
I used to think, I was like, man, he's a one-trick pony. But you know what opened my eyes to him? Social media. I start getting on his Instagram. That motherfucker is funny as fuck, bro. Okay. And he's he's another one that, you know, um, he stays in the lane. He stays in his lane where he, he knows what he can do and he kills it. Real shit. Dope. I just I don't know, man. I want to be able to do all that shit. I'm my like I like the the um like I said, uh Godfrey, bro. This have you ever seen Godfrey? You don't know. Bruh. I wish I could do his No, best. no, 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 no. You're talking about Gilbert Godfrey. I'm t- Google Godfrey. Google I want you to Google one thing. Google Godfrey uh um um what's his name? Uh, who the, who's the host of uh, Steve Harvey? Look up Godfrey Steve Harvey. This motherfucker, bro, when I say he's so fucking brilliant, if you ever get a chance to watch his shit on YouTube, not even his stand-up, just when he talks about it and the people that he's worked with. Have you ever seen Soul Plane? I have, actually, yeah. He's the co-pilot. Oh, He's the one with Snoop. All right. So if you look at Godfrey, um, he does an impression of fucking Steve Harvey that is so on fucking point, bro. Like... He sounds more like Steve Harvey than Steve <laughs> Harvey does. And it's like, it's one of those things where if I'm having a bad day, right there, if I'm having a bad day, I'll watch this shit. And it just, it bro, just makes that motherfucker better. is so funny, bro. And he's not a black comic, he's just a straight up comic, bro. He's done shit with everybody. So those are the dudes that I look up. I take from black comedy, but out here it's hard because when 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 someone like you said, oh, you want the black comedy, go to Buck, and it's nah, bro. It I can go be, yeah. nah, nah. If that's the case, I can't go to your where you do and make people laugh because they're gonna feel like him. I don't know what he's talking about. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I I don't I don't think. I, I, especially here, you can't do that shit. Yeah, you hard. have six people at your show. We don't have that many black. You got a fourth of the black com- uh, population in this room right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. You hear that? You heard that here, folks. You heard that here first. <laughs> you got. You got. A, yeah, the, a fourth of the in the entire state is right here on the podcast. Right the fuck now. I can actually put that as a statistic. <laughs> That's how badass that is. That's how fucking small of a community it is, bro. High95 says, yo, is this Sway from MTV? I don't know what that means. No, I know what that means. Uh, shit, I, if, I wish I was Sway. And I, I, that was, you, hey, you got to watch out for that comment, bro. That could be highly offensive in these in these terms because that kind of sounds like all black people look alike. Oh, bro, you heard it here first. And you know what's crazy? Sway has long fucking dreads. How the fuck is this Sway in the morning? Get Are you the Sway Colway? Is that guy you're talking about? Sway Colway? No, Sway. Uh, yeah, him right there. Yeah. yeah. Sway Calloway. Calloway. Yeah, yeah he does. Uh, he's on um, his show at Sway in the morning on, is it Exit? What? One of the fucking, one of them satellite radio shits. Probably X. Yeah. Even the satellite radio shit is dying. That's just yeah. That, he's the only one that I know that's thriving with that shit. So, um, Duty Four Hundred Louisiana says real shit. Laugh out loud. Thank you. Yeah. Time I asked to use the restroom and I stunk so bad from high ninety five. <laughs> a bunch of random shit. <laughs> uh, high one was just telling us about that actor from Next Friday, the one they were talking about. Yeah, Michael Blackson. Yeah. Uh, nice setup, thank you. But the mics are a little loud and poppy. My bad. That's probably me talking too loud, bro. That that just means we have an actual guest here. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> everyone's. This is everybody that comes here. They're just like, 
So um, is this how I should be talking on nah, the podcast? Nah, nah. Like, I'm having a great conversation, right? So I turn it up like... I turn it up louder so I can oh, hear them okay, and stuff. Yeah. But no, I'm, see, I'm used to this shit yeah. with, with our setup. Yeah, because so. I've seen your show and stuff, too, and I'm just like, yeah. he knows what he's getting into. Yeah, yeah, know? that's why I didn't ask you. I didn't do the bullshit of, like, you, don't, do you hate it when people say, so what are we going to talk about? Oh! <laughs> I can't believe that. I hate that, dude. And even that's how I read it. If I get a text, I always read it like, so, uh... Like, what are we going to talk about tonight? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Th- shut the fuck up, man. It's just, you come just and let talk. it happen. And see, that, see, that's the thing I'm talking about because this is the platform that people are having and paying attention to now, and that's what scares them, bro. They can't get in front of this or get with somebody else and just have that conversation yeah. where people are asking questions or engaged and shit like that. That's when you know. When someone sends me that shit, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, you'll never come back again. You probably, yeah, you're not ready for that. I'm like, because I don't even know. And I say, I don't even know what we're talking about. We'll just get there and figure it out. Yeah, because that's always the hardest description, too, is how am I supposed to describe my podcast? Yeah, like, yeah. You just come and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? And right when they like, oh, right when they say that, you know it's going to be a hard. It's going to be trash, yeah, bro. Yeah, just like oh. that's why I was like, you know, I didn't hit you. I was like, I'll just let you know what I'm on my way. Fuck it. And that was dope too, Mm-mm. and it made sense, man. Uh, we got high records. This had a bunch of people here watching, man. We've been here for an hour and a half, man. Bro, I'm used to it. I'm telling you, bro. That's I'm telling up. you. I'm telling you. What else you got for me, man? What What else? What else? Dude, we can talk. What else, for bro? Hours, what do you bro? want? What do you want? I'm here, man. I'm like, actually a really big fucking. N- conspiracy nut dude i fucking oh gosh the okay government man. is out to get us i want a microchip now, in my brain now you black now now <laughs> you black now now you a brother now, now I, black I did, people love fucking conspiracy theories i know man. my money isn't mine it's all kinds <laughs> of shit that i just that's out there man what's the biggest one that you're on right now uh one of the things that's been tripping me out the most is that i feel that the government is about to show us aliens that's why they're releasing a bunch of other stuff. Like, uh, they just released the UFOs yep, are real yep, from NASA. Yep, yep, yeah, the Pentagon just said that. Bro, they snuck that under us so fucking slick. So they they were like, "Look, y'all, go. look at Rona over here." But over here, yeah, we had some aliens come slide. Confirmed. Through, confirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody gave a fuck because we were so scared about the Rona. So now, when we go out there and look in the sky and we see them, we're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, NASA said they were out there." Yeah. So it's yeah. more of a desensitization of it. Now, see, okay, see, now we're in a generation that if we was on live TV, if the inauguration was going and fucking aliens landed, we wouldn't even be freaked out. We was like, man, where the fuck y'all been, bro? Okay. We've been talking about y'all. So, okay, this is more of my conspiracy nut bullshit. Okay, okay. Do you, do you believe that there's aliens among us right now? Oh, fuck yeah. That they control aspects bro, of our world that we just don't know? I don't, I don't think they control. I think they observe. Observe. Because, you know, but my thing is, I don't know if it's to take this motherfucker over because they could have been done that. I feel like. Or is it like we're an experiment for them? Okay. See what I'm saying? To advance whatever the fuck they got going on. It's just so crazy because these are the conversations you really can't have with certain people. You just especially being a brother. <laughs> You're like, man, and I don't even smoke weed. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, like, motherfucker, you really believe that shit? You're really getting crazy I'm on like, me. I'm like, no, bro. Think about how big the fucking universe universe is. is. Yeah. Like, we're not the only fucking ones. And just because, and you got to think about the how quickly our uh, technology advanced. 
Bro, I'm 41 years old. This shit right here, this is fucking amazing. To go from the fucking rotary phone to this shit. Yes. A, you got a fucking computer right here. Right. You could touch anybody in the world right now. What is that, like 40, 30 years? Bro, quick. that quick? No fucking way. No way. There's no way. Who the fuck just woke up and said, ah, you know what? Let's put a computer in their pocket. No. No. I, I think, like you said, motherfuckers came here. We had a meeting, and they were like, okay, we'll give you this shit. Y'all give us this. We'll make an exchange, and we'll keep some people here to keep observation of what the fuck's going on. Because they do say there is a bunch of fucking speculations, but one of them is that aliens, when they first discovered us, were just here to mine gold. And mm-hmm. they gave us bullshit. That's why they're like, oh, well, here's this technology. Mm-hmm. We still can get our stuff from you. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, the barter system, bro. And that, I believe in it. Yeah, you think so? It's too, man... Shit's too big for it just to be us. I don't give a fuck how smart we are. We ain't coming up with this shit just out the ass, man. Well, you know what I ask this, too, is because coming from a black community or knowing a black community, religion is a big part. Man. is oh a really big God. part. So, I fucking hate religion. Bro. So, like, literally, these ideas and stuff is kind of, like... That's not you don't really talk about it's this. Fuck no. You can't talk to <laughs> you can't talk to no old black woman about this shit. She will kick you out of her shit. Same you, thing. Because is. first of all, she has the fucking uh Jesus on the wall where the eyes move. Yeah. So when you move, yeah. Jesus Okay, let me tell y'all something about an old black woman. They're gonna have this mural up. And I don't know why this equates to Jesus. So you have Jesus in the middle, Martin Luther King on the left, and John <laughs> F. Kennedy on the right. And wherever you move, their eyes look at you. And when you're a kid, and when I, I'm, I'm like, why the fuck? Are they, why was they up there with Jesus? And not, like, why was these two white dudes in the house with us with Martin Luther King? But you're right. You can't talk about this shit, bro. This is. That's why I love the generation that we're in. So, like I said, I got a 16-year-old daughter. She'll turn 17 June the 20th. The the dopest conversation we ever fucking had, I was driving from here to to Dallas. My sister lives in Dallas. Okay. So, I'm driving, and she's in the back seat, and she just comes up. She goes, she goes, Dad, do you believe in the Bible? And I was like, fuck, man. Here we go. We're having this time. I I was like, fuck, do I tell her what I really feel, or do I do the parent well, you know, keep your mind open. Yeah. And I said, man, fuck no. That's what I said. And she said, thank you. And it was a huge relief. fucking relief because I'm like, I never want to steer my child on what to believe or not to believe, but I just wanted to have a her own mind. And the hard part is her mom is super fucking religious. Uh, her, her mom's husband is a pastor. Oh. And so she was like, mom is so dumb. And she thinks that giants were on earth and a motherfucker lived. Well, she didn't say motherfucker, but, but yeah. she's like, motherfucker lived in a whale belly and all this dumb shit. And I was like, thank you. I said, I, I said you know what? Thank you. But in the black community, what people don't understand, I'm going to get a little deep, is that shit was fucking put on us to keep us in line as slaves, bro. That's all that was. Believe in this. Oh, take these ass beatings, but this, what, at the end of the day, when you die, you're going to go to a better place. Man, fuck that. Give me my shit right now. Because we can fuck just that. imagine your teachings and passing down from the actual like tribes mm-hmm. and teachings where you came from. Because we see it with the Native Americans. Right. Look at the Native Americans, right. man. They, we know their culture and stuff. We know about all this weird mm-hmm. things that they believed mm-hmm. in and stuff. And then they got oppressed by the religion yeah. of, our, of Bro, the, the Spaniards and the white people. Bro, 
religion is the greatest weapon in the history of the fucking world. That's a bro. good quote right there. And it's so crazy because I didn't understand this shit until I got in the military and went to the Middle East. So I grew up in church. So when I was a kid, it's crazy. I was just telling this story. The first time I questioned religion, oh, bro, you do not want to do this shit in the black church. So Bibles are diff- or worded differently, yeah. you know. And so this, this pastor would always say, I am the way, the truth, and the life, L-I-F-E. But I would read it in the Bible. And I was like, it says light, L-I-G-H-T. And so I remember being in like Sunday school. I'm like, why the hell do you say life? But the word says light. But you say what you say is the word. It's confusing. I was like, no. And then he pulled me to the side and he was like, you're the first person to, to actually say this. But I know there's people, grown people who feel the same but aren't going to say gonna say something. And when I went to the fucking Middle East, man, and I met, we were in Kuwait, Jordan. I saw the Dead Sea. I saw we were in North uh, East Africa, Eritrea and Ethiopia. And we saw the Red Sea and all this shit that's in the Bible. First thing I noticed is what the people look like. I'm like, these motherfuckers look like me. And then you, I think in the Bible where they say Mary and Joseph went down and they were in Northeast Africa and they were hiding out. Like these motherfuckers, I'm black and I couldn't hide out there. So how the fuck did you hide yeah, out? Right. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, stuck out more than fuck anything. Yeah, everybody was like, man, these white motherfuckers right here with this little baby Jesus. This is where they at. Come get them. Let me get the reward money. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So all of that, and then I'm looking at their traditions predating Christianity, and those motherfuckers worshiping a cow or worshiping, and you and they show you how many generations. So you expect for motherfuckers to come over here. Drop what they're doing and say, follow this flowing hair white dude because he's the way, the truth, and the light. No, 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 that's bullshit. Well, I hear a lot of black people don't even believe that Jesus was white. There, There is no. the representation of black Jesus. Let me tell you something, man. That's a touchy subject in the black community. Is it? Depends a- on where you're at. If oh. you're in a progressive black community, they're going to tell you Jesus was black. Okay. Southern Baptists, fuck you, Jesus was white because that's the picture that they've been Always fed, betrayed, yeah. whatever. You could walk into a church, every motherfucker in there is black, but the first picture you see is the white Jesus. And if you question that, oh, they'll say, well, it doesn't matter what color. Okay, so change it to the black dude. Give me somebody, show me my image that I can believe in. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I say it was weaponized, bro. They took that shit. Jesus is a white dude, so if you follow him, you got to follow us, do what we say. So... Nah, bro, that's, that's, Jesus, if, from what I saw, Jesus does not look like what they say. When I saw those people, and they'll tell you, they'll say, we're brothers, we're brothers, we're the same. When I met those Jordanian dudes, and you go to all that, sh- you go to, um, they have this building carved out of the side of the mountain, it's called Perth. And you go there, and it's, it's in the Bible, and, and you're trying to, that's another thing that makes me think that, that I know aliens were here. Regular fucking dudes with no technology. Did they take a fucking rock and they did that shit? Right. No fucking way, bro. Pyramids, no, all that fu- shit. That, the, sim- the symmetry? Fuck no. Mm-mm. No. No, 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 no. And that, I believe all that shit, bro. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a religious person. I hate religion. I'm spiritual, though. There's a difference. I think people have spirits, but to follow a, a rule of the religion? Nah, that's bullshit. Because, I mean, even growing up, you kind of... I guess you can use religion as, like, a piggyback or something, but you still know... I know everybody needs something to believe in, 
But I'm like, why can't you believe in yourself? And you kind of know when you grow up, you know the difference between good and bad. Like Mm -hmm. you start to understand the representation without having to know that like, oh. This entity that's up in the sky. Is telling me and giving me the morals of why I'm doing it for this reason. My daughter was like, why aren't there any dinosaurs in the Bible? I was like, because they made the shit up. (laughs) You can find dinosaur bones, but they're not in the Bible. Yeah. So we can find shit that we know is true still on earth. There's always evidence, but nothing in the Bible. You can't find a fucking piece of wood off the ark. Right. You can't find a bone of a giant from, from fucking Genesis. You can't find a tomb. You can't find nothing. And every time you do find it, it's a fucking hoax. Shroud of Turan. All, this is the this is the fucking oh yeah yeah this is the the fabric that Jesus was and it's the same fucking picture of the dude. It's the same image. Yeah, and somebody burnt that shit in there. So I don't nah, bro. No, nah. I'm I'm glad I, I have the freedom to say that. But I've I've had a best friend, my ex best friend. He you can't say shit wrong about the Bible. You can't say shit wrong about religion and and christianity and all that shit because they take it wholeheartedly bro because a lot of people believe you gotta go through shit this goes back to the comedy a lot of people believe you have to go through the bullshit to get the better that makes sense fuck that why who would who does that that's like if you want a lottery ticket right now and you're like it's a five million dollar ticket nah bro that's too easy i don't want that i I need to go through the struggle fuck the struggle like Nah, mm-mm. that mentality to me is backwards as fuck. That's what's up. Um, what is uh, Ulrich Field said? Do you believe in the Mandela effect? Ooh, I do, bro. You do you believe in? You that? know why? Because the first time I got asked this, and they told me about the halfway point of telling me what it was, I said, "Man, I fucking where well, you think you saw some shit, and you swear to fucking God that it exists." And it happened or whatever, and it really didn't. Like, I really believe that shit. I believe because it's happened to me before. Like like, like a deja vu kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. And you swear. And you're like, man, I swear that. Fu-. And then somebody would be like, no, it didn't. Uh, and you're like, nah, bullshit. I did. I seen it. I was there. Like, yeah, I believe that. It's crazy to think about just, though, because, like, as we've gone through history and as we get older, and, dude, science is just blowing us away more and more with bruh, all kinds of bullshit. Bruh. Like, there's a, there might be a parallel universe out there now. Bro, you can't hide. All this shit, is, the conspiracies are turning true. Right? Oh, like, it was a conspiracy to fucking fly, bro. Like, they thought there was wizardry. Like, think how stupid that is now. Right. So think about the advancement down the line. A lot of this shit that we're saying is conspiracy is going to be everyday fucking life, bro. Every day. Every day. You kind of see it now with what's happening with the corona like, people are, like, conditioned now. Bruh. Stay inside. Bruh. Wear the mask. Bruh. I mean, I get it, but then another sense is, what's going on you here? Got, I see it like this, bro. There's a lot of shit. It's like somebody opened the floodgates for a lot of bullshit at once. And so a lot of things are getting overlooked because, you got to think about it now with the, uh, with the, with the George, uh, with the Minneapolis thing. Yeah. George Floyd. George Floyd. Everybody's looking at that and not and kind of forgot. They didn't forget about the Rona, but it's not dominating 
the the headspace right now. And then you know what was before the Rona? Mm-hmm. The Hong Kong riots. The Hong Kong riots because they were being oppressed. They were being oppressed, and they didn't want to be under the China rule. Their sovereign nation, all this shit. All think of how close proximity all these of this. really big historical events are fucking happening. Back in the day, you took two, three, four, maybe five years. For shit like this to happen. Right. This is shit is happening every week. And it's happening so quick, people are forgetting about it. And then the last thing of what happened. Like, mm-hmm. um, what was the other recent, like, actually a really positive thing? We rent to space. Mm-hmm. We went to space, yeah. dude. But in between all of this bullshit that's going on right now? You know what's so funny? <laughs> I remember when that shit went up and I made a post. What what was it? What's it called? SpaceX. SpaceX. I said I don't give a fuck about SpaceX, and a lot of people got so mad at me. And they were like, "Well, our children." And I said, "Man, fuck that. What is it doing for us here on Earth? What are we?" Do-? I was like, and I and I went back to the alien shit. Talk about that shit. That's way more fucking important to me than sending two motherfuckers into space just to, te- fu- just to float around and say we did it. Because they're literally te- just testing the rocket just to be yes. like, hey, it can go up it, and it can go back. down with right. no problem. And less fuel and quicker and it's efficient and spent less money. I said, bro, that shit was nothing. That was just a fucking... Where's uh, that money in the ghetto? That's an economic... That, Thank you. That's why I said I don't give a fuck about that. That's an economic uh, economics thing. That was that had nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, that's so true. Because I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, and mm-hmm. one of the things he loves to talk about is like, where the fuck is all the money to help the inner cities, the the poverty oh, stricken place, bro? They fucking signed a piece of paper and said everybody get twelve hundred dollars, bro. Did they though? Did they the stimulus? Yeah, that stimulus shit. It, but, that, that and then think about it. If you can give that. No fucking problem. They're talking about a round two. If you don't have it, you don't give. That's basic. If you ask me for $5 and I don't have it, I can't give it to you. If you ask me for $5 and I have $5 million, I'll give it to you. No problem. So this whole shit about America's in debt and our economy, man, fuck that, bro. We're spending where we want to spend. They'll never put, you got to understand, the the when it comes to shit like this, it's like AIDS, bro. The money is in the treatment, not the cure. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so much money being generated in the hood, people don't realize that. So that's why they want them on public housing. That's you know the you know the the fucking contracts, the kickback, all this shit that people get from HUD homes, uh, even fucking food stamps. That's you're feeding a bigger monster, bro. They're like, we know they don't have money, but we ain't gonna give them no money. We are gonna give them this shit to where it only spins, yeah, and rep- now, yeah. and now we can, we can, we can really invest in farming. We can invest in all these the, these food companies, Del Monte, shit like that. That's what it's the money is in the hood. But they don't reap the benefits of the money. That's yeah. the that's the problem. It's like one of those machines where it's like just sucking out, but yet all everything else is just waste. The same way they want to start wars, bro. Halliburton. They started that shit because Dick Cheney and all them motherfuckers had was making with the, money out there out of the fucking contractor. If you look, if you look at if people really pay attention, how much money that people are in over there? It's about the fucking Saudi Arabia oil. Who's invested in that shit? Oh, let's just go start a war. Fuck it. That's that's what's that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna get our money, our, our pockets fatter. So you think war with China is inevitable? Nah, China don't even give a fuck about us, bro. Uh, okay, that's the thing. I'm China sure. don't give a fuck about. If, if China, it's fuck, always been a constant race between the, us and China, bro, though. Bro, no, it's because 
Nah, that's propaganda, bro. No. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's man. propaganda on our part. Uh, we're trying on to our hype, part. We're, we, we hype that. More When's the last fucking time you heard China, their whatever the fuck he's called, get up there and do what Trump does to China? Cut tariffs, all kinds they of don't bullshit. Give a fuck. China is its own thing. Its own. China's like this. Y'all need us. Yeah. That's we true. don't fucking need you. China's getting That's to the, the point. That's the problem that America had. We want to be like that. We want to be the top, like we used to be. At one point in history, we don't need y'all. We now our shit is so fucking exported out, or we not export. We depend on imports so fucking much. We can't be. China is self sufficient, bro. Think about all the shit that China makes. China is like y'all need us. The fucking T-shirt you got the fuck on right now is China, bro. Like, they don't need us. And that's why I, the thing is, people get mad when I say this. The only way we'll really go to war with China is if we press the fucking button or do something to them. You don't think it would be... The, like, the, the, the we, best thing I've always learned or that I've heard of is that in this tragedy or whatever... Um, Politics always like take advantage of it. Oh yeah, so fuck yeah. So it's no, politicizing everything. There's something bigger going on in the background yeah. that we just can't see, especially with the way that the elections are turning out. Oh, yeah. oh, especially yeah. the way that they're probably watching us with like a keen eye. Okay, now think about think about how Russia is dabbling into our shit. There's a reason for that. It ain't because they want us to do good. They want that propaganda of go against China to make us beef. Bro, I'm telling you, they want that beef, man. <laughs> they want it. They want the beef. And people like Trump, so all this, like, patriotism is fake as fuck to me. Like, it's crazy. I was in the military. That's why I didn't last. I was like, this is the fakest shit ever. They use that, bro. They tap into people's. If you've been, you got to understand, we came from the Cold War. We all, and, and, go, and uh, even before the Cold War. It was always something like America is competing. We got to do this. And China, bro, China don't need nobody. They don't. They really fucking don't. I, we pick on, we throw that China shit out there. I don't, th and you say it's, it's inevitable. We think about how long we've talked shit about China. If China was who we say they are, they would have been fucked with us. Think about it. Before even any of the other countries started. Before to. any fucking body. Before, like, think if China was at, was fucking like, uh, I'm not even going to say Iraq because that shit was made up. Think if China was like the motherfucking uh, bin Laden. Taliban. They was pissed. You motherfuckers came over here and destroyed our shit, bro. We were allies. We were fighting Russia. Then you turned on us, took all of our shit, depleted us, all that. Fuck America. I always say, we always keep talking this shit about China. If China was our real enemy, they would have been fucked with us. Think, I, would you put our shit up against China? Uh, be real. If, if, if shit was to go down, if you, would you be confident, like you were confident about fucking Afghanistan, the Middle East and all that shit? Would you say, fuck I, it, let's get them? I would be confident. Shit. You don't think so? Shit. Fuck no. You know China why? got some shit up their sleeve, Okay, bro. but not only not only that, though. <laughs> Every government mm -hmm. always has... We got some shit. Yeah, too. that has technology but, that's but always the, ahead of time. But the problem about our shit, our shit is pilfered from other people. 
think so? It's been that's how we fucking got atomic weapons. We t- we we went over okay, Second World War. We was like, damn, these motherfuckers in Germany smarter than a motherfucker. Let's take all this is really what fucking happened. We took all of their fucking scientists. We didn't give a fuck how many Jews they killed, how many fucking shit that they built to kill Jews. We brought them over to our shit. Start working for us. Hey, you, you American, we'll wipe your slate clean. And we broke them up into two parts. You had the one pe- part that went and worked on the fucking H-bomb. Because we was like, we need that shit, bro. Our, our scientists didn't know how to fucking do it. It wasn't until the Germans came over and made that shit. Then, you know what's the second part? If you look up who is the father of NASA, he was a fucking... Varner one Braun. That motherfucker was from Germany. And we wiped his slate clean because we didn't have that shit. The same shit happens now, bro. I'm I'm telling you, bro. We, America, we have the the funds and we can make make it look like, okay, you're good. If we say you're good, you're good. But if we say you're bad, everybody's going to be like, fuck you, you're bad. And that's what we do with China. And I'm not even a China sympathist or none of that shit, but I see it. I'm, I'm like, history repeats itself. Okay. We manufacture our enemies. Because it's crazy. We manufacture our enemies, bro. Real shit. Yeah. They're making moves that just kind of make everybody else weary. Like, you've heard of the Belt and Road Initiative. Mm-hmm. They're trying to bring that back. They're taking more ports in the South China yep. Sea now. It's yeah. Just like, they've even uh, retailed money and lend it to, like, South African nations. With a promise that they will never call back the debt for a hundred years, mm-hmm. unless something significant happens. Right? Are, what? Those are not power plays, Bruh. Those are power. But plays. who makes them do them? When you have the fucking leader of the free world saying China, China, and everybody over here is like, yeah, China, China. Are you gonna sit there and be like, ah, oh, here they go with that bullshit? That's the propaganda, bro. We. We make that happen. We, like I said, we're the ones who push. We're in the free world. We control the media. America does, and and people can say, no, that's American media. No, fuck no. If you go anywhere in the world, they're talking about America. They know shit they, about it's us. It's America. Yeah. That's why you can go anywhere and motherfuckers speak English because they feel like they probably watch the shit and they're like, oh, you know, America. That's whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Um, we met okay. I'll, I'll give you another country who we've been demonizing and people been scared of for fucking years. Ain't shit happened. North Korea. Oh, yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. We keep that fucking narrative. There's certain countries that we have to be like, yeah, man, they, they trying to plot on us. So we, and it's all, it's all about what we talked about. It's about money, bro. Yeah. It's about, I, I think this is what I think, bro. And people will get mad. I think we're jealous that China is self-sufficient and they have their own shit. And we just we're so used to taking shit. We haven't been able to take their shit because it makes it makes me I don't get it either when our companies are there. Mm-hmm. But but there are companies. Mm-hmm. Is that like our military bases in another country? Is it kind of that same mentality? That's a good fucking question. So I you mean like, like... Like Apple, like yeah, yeah, yeah. all these really big tech companies, but most of their manufacturing and everything they develop come from China. Why? Because I'm, I just told you, we'll have the money to pay for the shit, but we ain't got the brains to do the shit. That's why we need China. Like we... Real shit. If we, if we was to do what people think we should do or, or listen to that bullshit, America would be fucked right now. If China was who the big bad wolf... 
like we say they are, we will be fucked. They can cut off ties. Bro, we could be fucked. I'm telling you. That's why I say we don't really want to fuck with them, bro. They got more people. They got more technology. Think, okay, think of all the technology <laughs> that you know is in China. Think about the shit that you don't know of. Yeah, exactly. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think our intelligence knows that. And we we keep fucking with them. And I'm like, leave them alone. You know how dope the world would be if China and America actually got together? Dude. You know how dope that would be? But it, nobody wants that because there's no money in, in, in peace. And it's it's a it's a competition-based thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they not to be, they kind of feel like, oh, it's team this or team that. And it's it's, the, it's the Olympics, bro. Yeah, there you go. Bro, it's the Olympics. We, You know how mad America was that the Chinese divers was winning shit? <laughs> <laughs> that's our mentality. That's how fucked up Americans are, bro. Like, you mad because, Somebody's. oh, these motherfuckers on steroids. They taking hips out. Like, they're losing. They're taking out two vertebrae so they can fucking hit the water at right. a certain <laughs> like, You know what I'm saying? Like, we get pissed when it's not us, man. And I think. That's the whole thing with China. We did it with Russia. We did it with the Middle East. Like, on the real, if we really had a beef with the Middle East, you go after the, the richest country, which is Saudi Arabia. We ain't never fuck with them. Because you know why? We got too much money tied up in them. Yeah. It's all about money. They That's finance, what it is. Yeah. They finance a lot of our shit. So, I don't believe that shit. I, I don't... I, I always think that there's something behind, if, if, especially if a motherfucker is telling us to hate somebody. What's the real issue? There's more intent. What's the, what's the real? What do they have on us? Okay. See what I'm saying? That makes sense. That's how I think about it. Because, like I told you, I'm a conspiracy theorist. That's damn self, so, bro. <laughs> we're getting all the inputs of this uh, this one yeah. on this episode, man. Real that's shit. Up. Um, Buck, we've been here for two hours, man. This is a good podcast, man. It was man. dope. It don't even feel like it. You got to come back. Hey, let me know, we bro. We do this all the time, man. I, and I'm, I want you to come on both of my shits, bro. I have the, the podcast, the BS show. Me and me and uh, my buddy Six. Oh, I don't know if you've seen the production yeah, on this motherfucker. Six, yeah. That shit, they got us looking good, bro. It's, it looks like it's on the network. And then I have, I'm on Comcast 26. Um, that's the, uh, the the Buck D and Shandine show. So oh, that's okay. that's more for public access. So that's more reserved. But the BS show, that's where we just let let the fucking go loose. Yeah, riffing. Yeah, we just go. We just go. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Um, you guys, thank you guys for joining. You guys are awesome. We got a couple of other people joining in the chat. Buck, let them know where they can find you. Where can they find you social media-wise? Man, social media, you can look under Buck underscore Dangerous. That's my fan page. But all the good shit goes down on my personal page, Robert Gibson, G-I-P-S-O-N. Um, on Instagram, Buck underscore Dangerous. Also, that's the same thing for Twitter as well. So that y'all can find me on all that shit. Right, guys. You guys make sure to look up that, look up all that stuff. Uh, we'll be back. We'll have some more guests coming in here shortly. Make sure to check out everything social media. Muse Me TV also be streaming recently, so we'll get that shit going. <laughs> that was a this great indication you. of this, this situation right now. <laughs> Big dick energy. Oh man, Buck, dude. Thank you for, for coming. Show, man. Appreciate you. Hell man. yeah. Hell yeah. Guys, take it easy. Peace. For sure. Bro, that was so fucking dope, man. That was nasty.